Clayton. Yes, I am. Then you're a pedophile. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my co-workers <laughs> and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want 
to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? That is exactly how we beat the woke, by mocking them. And just for the record, for the first 15 seconds, I couldn't tell if it was a parody or not. That's how you know it's good stuff. We need to build a wall. Hey, yo, <clears throat> it's Saturday night, did nothing Saturday morning. I would say I, I'd apologize for that, but fuck it, I needed, I needed the break, right? <laughs> Jersey, Judah, yo, it's Saturday night, it's the 2nd of March, and I'm back. <laughs> oh my God, smoking a joint, doing another episode, another edition of the Crash Out Coliseum. Unorganized episode, all gas, no breaks, no segments. I owe it to y'all. This is technically uh, Saturday night shenanigans, but I haven't came up with a title of the episode yet. I usually don't do that until the last minute. Um... What I do know is we got Moon and we got Doc Rich responsible for the content tonight, so that's easy to remember. Doc Rich and Moon are responsible for the content of this episode. Check out both channels when you get a chance, but (coughs) we'll be going through some videos from these guys anyway. Okay, night show. We got inside the disturbing life. Let me put this sideways. Inside the disturbing life of celebrity yachting. All right. The yacht parties. What's going on? All right. Well, what are all these celebrities doing on boats and shit? We're going to find that out. That's from Moon. Then we got white people, a threat to democracy. MSNBC has gone off gone insane all right so we mixing things up a little holly weird activity and a little uh political information for this episode so let me tell y'all like what i've been into like what i'm getting into right now right so i don't know if y'all ever heard of like um analog is it like analog horror it's called analog horror right and it's these made up sort of like scenarios of course being scary and I don't know what it is I'm typically not into like scary movies or nothing like that not because I get scared easily because quite opposite but these analog horror um, like films that are on YouTube very creative so I've kind of spent my entire day watching that as well as sleeping so I've, I've enjoyed my day off sleeping that's right now it is 8 p.m i am up i'm gonna be up at least until 2 33 o'clock because after i'm done doing this episode i'm gonna probably play uh fallout 4 probably play i still wanted to beat uh, the lost and the damned again and then i most likely will end up playing grand f auto 4 again 
I don't know. But anyway, that's what I've been doing today. Um, about last night, last night was just sort of like, I was just focused on getting this one day out of the way. Cause like I told y'all, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I took off, took my, uh, took some of my vacation days and really focused on the podcast. But I forgot if I, if I only had called out Friday, I would have had like a five day weekend, but I wasn't thinking. So Last night was just me trying to get my shit done. You know, I didn't get a chance to record, but it's all good. Here I am tonight. And we're going to talk about some weird, highly weird activity. First, once again, uh, we're going inside a disturbing life of celebrity yachting. Shout out to Moon M double O N on YouTube. And let's get this shit started. What is the reason behind the obsession with billionaires and mega yachts? Is it just the most extreme status symbol possible? Or is there something else behind it? Well, undercover investigations of witness testimony have revealed countless dark and depraved stories from these floating paradises. Out in the open ocean, beyond the reach of laws and decency, anything is possible with the mega rich. And it's about time we dive into the sick and twisted world of super yachts and find out what's really going on behind their closed doors. The time yacht girls first became popular in 2013, particularly in relation to the Cannes film festival. And we'll get to that in a moment. But where this all started goes back to when Grace Kelly married the Prince of Monaco in 1956. You see, it's always been a thing among the ultra-rich who love to play a game of cat and mouse, especially when it comes to gifts and showing off their wealth. If one guy builds a skyscraper, another needs to reach a new height. If one owns a new Mercedes, another will get a new Ferrari, and the list just goes on. This obviously leads to many toxic trades. And when money is never an issue, it has no limits. So when Grace... Maybe <clears throat> take out take out the yachts, right? Because <clears throat> I've been talking about this like here and there, especially when it comes to Diddy and Vince McMahon, right? You have all this money. You have all this power. So therefore, you have all this authority. Regular people around you mean nothing to you because you're on a higher level. So if you meet a woman who's attractive, who's never seen a million dollars, who's never seen a yacht, who's never seen a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, whatever, that man's going to assume that, hey, this woman is easily impressed and she can be easily taken advantage of. Now, I'm not saying that that's solid, but that goes along the Vince McMahon, the Cassie slash Diddy situation an actress seen as one of the most beautiful women in the 1950s married a prince, all of a sudden it opened a can of worms. The ultra-rich started competing on who had the best trophy wife, or who had the most beautiful girls around them at all stages. Throwing the best parties is one of the many ways the rich princes and sultans will show off their wealth. Simply owning a yacht and heading out to sea is just boring, so they've simply filled them with some of the most beautiful ladies they could find. In 2015, Saudi Arabia's party prince uh -oh. Oh, Saudi, come on now, Dubai Porter Party. Thrown in from Brazil, Russia, and elsewhere to party on his $500 million super yacht and his private island in the Maldives with just a few dozen men from the Middle East. Going all out, the prince hired big names from around the world, including Pitbull, Gangnam Style Psy, DJ Afrojack, Jennifer Lopez, and Shakira to perform. But what do a few dozen men do with over 150 women on a yacht? I mean, they were clearly shipped in for a pub. They smut, sir, sir, this is what they do. 
they go, hey, we are multimillionaires. We have a fucking yacht. We have about 12 to 25 slurs. We're going to smut them out. That's what they're doing. They're going to smut them hoes out. What the? Come on. Do I got to really like, do I got to like, do I got to really like reiterate like the Dubai Porter Potty and what's that all about? And these rich Saudis with all this money, like money that like they got tigers as like house pets. I don't know if y'all ever seen the footage before, but look this shit up. They violate the women. That's what they do. All right. It's not really a secret, but I want to know how he's going to say it or if he's even going to say it. Let's find out. And some of the models made a good amount of money for the work they did. Yeah. Well, fast forward to the Cannes Film Festival, and this semi-secretive business was exposed to the world. Because one of the many ways these billionaires arrive at Cannes is by luxurious yachts, often anchored off the French Riviera. Every year, there would be at least 30 yachts belonging to or rented by billionaires. Some include Jeff Bezos, Epstein, Mohammed bin Salman. But most of the yachts belong to some unknown wealthy individuals, the type of guys that run a secretive oil business, or the people just pulling the strings in the media. The Black Rocks of the World. And this was when a Hollywood reporter noticed that the festival was filled with yacht parties that didn't seem overly logical. A-list actors would attend parties and hang around unknown figures who either rented or owned these yachts. And if it wasn't actors, it was some well-known models. Kendall Jenner, Kourtney Kardashian, Victoria Silvitz, Lindsay Lohan, Emily Ratajkowski, and several others were photographed at these unusual yacht parties. Well, after a lengthy investigation, the Hollywood reporter found that some of the actors were paid up to $40,000 just to join the party for the night, but they weren't paid just to sit there and do nothing. These actors and models were paid to board a yacht and make an enjoyable time for some ultra-wealthy clients. However, unsurprisingly, many of the women would receive an incentive to do more. They'd be tipped based on their services. And you can only imagine some of the fantasies these guys have. One man named... Yeah, and they shitting on bitches, my nigga. They gonna bring it... Hopefully he bring it up, man. The Dubai Porter Party is real. You heard me? Like, yo, these bitches be getting shitted on. Scat play, that's what they call it. Scat, right? Trifling. By Nahas, played a major part in supplying the York girls during the Cannes Film Festival. As a business, he ran a successful modeling agency and was pimping out his models. Mm. According to Eli himself, his models knew they were expected to perform favors for the yacht owners or guests. Good. And were then compensated with envelopes of money based on the celebrity status <sighs> and the nature of the favors performed. <sighs> Women installed on yachts in Cannes during the film festival <sighs> were yacht girls. And the line between professional prostitutes and BOC less Hollywood actresses and models who accept payment for sex with rich older men is sometimes very blurred. If they did a good job, they'd get paid very well, have the opportunity to join in on more parties, go to some private islands, and be yeah. in contact with some of the most powerful get men in on. the world, who can make anything they need happen. But despite exposing what was going on in the yacht industry, it didn't make things slow down at all. In fact, it's probably only opened doors to those realizing what's happening in the industry and making themselves more available as yacht girls. And recruiting women as yacht girls can sometimes just be very simple. A little message on Instagram, a little bribe at parties, or just through a modeling agency. Quote, I was on a work vacation in South Beach, Miami years ago when I modeled. My friends and I were partying in an exclusive club on the rooftop of a luxurious hotel. This older but extravagant woman approached my friends and me individually to invite us on a yacht trip. At first, she played it off as a... Galene Maxwell? Yo, this is some Galene Maxwell shit. Bruh, bruh, do your homework, all right? Do your research, do your homework. 
This is some Galene Maxwell shit. She out here scouting bitches. This is what uh the top G. It must be a Bolton bitch. It's a Bolton bitch. All right. They out here trying to. They looking here. They they out there out and about looking for bottom bitches. Bitches to get pissed on, shitted on, whatever they want. I mean, look, man. It sounds crazy. Look, it, like I said, man. I know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? <laughs> And I'll prove it to you. <clears throat> now, this ain't the first time I've done this, but this won't be the last time either. So, there was a rumor. And the whole Dubai Porter Potty thing is true. There is a video out there of a bitch getting shitted on. So, legit. The, bit, the dude literally shitted on a bitch's face. Okay, so that's out of the way, right? This sounds a lot similar to another situation, right? With um, a man by the name of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. What did he allegedly do to Miss Janelle Grant? He shitted on her, right? That's what the we went through the lawsuit. We went through we went through the documents. Yeah, we went through it. We went through all the text messaging. We we went through it. Who is Vince connected to? Um, the Crown Jewel. That's right, Saudi Arabia. Come on, man. Come on. Posse with very influential people in the industry. When we weren't interested, she got very aggressive and said that doing what all pretty girls do, we were very ungrateful. She had a Russian accent and said her boss would pay a lot. Luckily, we knew that this happens all too often, especially in the luxurious South Florida places to recruit for yachting. Another young woman living in Miami claimed to have been offered the quote opportunity to go on these yachts, and she and her friend were well aware of what happens during these yacht parties. I have known bartenders who saw 14 to 17 year olds on yachts with their clients who were 60 and had to there you go. Galene Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein, they all do it. They all do it. Okay? That's just what it is. Alright? Yeah, they get they they go after the kitty they go after the kitties. They love the kids. And not in a, you know, righteous way. Very nefarious, very um Luciferian way. I mean, this this may be too much for some of y'all. A lot of y'all may just be looking at this as like satire or a joke. I genuinely believe that this is what some of these higher ups do. It's funny because the women, right? Men like me who speak out about this shit is called a piece of shit, uh, a misogynist X, Y, and Z. But they'll get paid ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to get shitted on and treated like garbage. Okay, bitch, like, <laughs> like, come on, like, cut it out. But this is like, this is the meat market. You got the attractive women that know that 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 they are attractive, and they know that if they play their cards right, they'll find the right guy that will take care of them. So that's what all of these. Like, in a twisted, weird way, the women know that this is happening, but they want to be a car- they want to be a part of it for monetary gain. Like, they, they're willing to get shitted on as long as they get paid and little to nobody knows about it. 
next day because they couldn't stand to see us. I got offered plenty of times to go out on a boat, and I always refused because you have to realize who is going to come get you. There's no can I call someone on the water. There is nowhere to hide, and worst case, if you fall over the ship and everyone else is too drunk to notice, then you can get hurt. It's not fun unless you know the people hosting and you know exactly what is going on on the boats. I know someone personally who works a $12 an hour retail job, but could somehow afford a 4K a month place in the middle of the city. And although the yacht girl parties may be voluntary for most, they still paint a really sad picture of the world we live in, and the lengths the women will go to make their money in today's economy. But this is just the surface level. As one assistant for a French yacht management firm explained, it's far worse than just minor prostitution. Quote, every year during popular events, I have doctors and nurses on standby, with at least 12 helicopter pilots on 24-7 cool because of drugs and accidents. Once a dog had to get an expensive watch out of a woman's vagina surgically, a bet gone wrong. They somehow stuck it too high. Another was a famous... <laughs> Yo. Yo. This is what they do, man. This is how they get down. The rituals, the women... And see, this is another thing, right? I'm on some Cat Williams shit, right? Hear me out. So this is some, this is like, I'm on some Cat Williams shit right now, right? So the women, similar to men, right? Because like, we talked about it a few times with like the Holly Weird Shuffle. Check out that episode. That's a classic. The Holly Weird Shuffle, right? And he's like, <clears throat> these gatekeepers, right? They, they facilitate the parties, right? And sometimes the gatekeepers are really good with like, um, the assistant or they're really good with the handlers. So they'll use the handler to, you know, initiate the ritual with men. Look at the recent Diddy lawsuit for verification, right? They have like they have gay, like, they have gay gangs. Like, it's like gangs of men who you would assume are heterosexual, but they're not. They do a lot of weird things behind the scenes to keep the things that they have, right? So, sim- no, not similar to, like, yacht parties or nothing. It's more like the mansion parties, like like Cat Williams said. The yacht party is almost like the up-and-coming, you know, smut. Like, it's the up-and-coming sex object. Like, hey, we'll get these women to go on this boat in the middle of nowhere. So it's like, hey, they can't escape. We can have our way with these women. And if the one the one woman that, you know, the one woman that don't bitch, the one woman that just does what she got to do, we'll, we'll make sure she comes back next time. And the more the woman comes back, the more money she gets. So it's this weird, it's like very similar, but not too similar to the Diddy situation, right? Where Cassie was given money. Cassie was given an apartment. Cassie was given a car. Cassie was given all these type of bracelets and jewelry um, to continue to perform the ritual that Diddy wanted, which was the freak off. I mean, if you ask me, the freak off is nothing more than a humiliation ritual because here you have Diddy who enjoys filming Cassie getting fucked and on top of him enjoying it, he now has blackmail over Cassie. All right. So hopefully y'all follow me because I'm breaking this down. So the men who get caught up in the rituals, they go to these weird mansion parties, masquerade parties. They all have masks on so nobody knows who's who. 
but they know who's who. It's it's hard to explain it. And they perform certain rituals. I mean, this ain't all... This isn't... I'm not saying it isn't all gay shit, because it kind of is, but it really is the gay of humiliation. It's it's the straight man doing gay things, and God forbid if this information goes out there, you better do what you're told. It's it's blackmail. It's the humiliation in which it's the humiliation ritual. It's the women who are trying to get into the game, who's willing to do anything and everything, and these guys are like, "Hey, whoa." We'll break these bitches and they break them down. They break them down. All right. And then they get to go back to the States with maybe a 15, sometimes even a $20,000 check. And she has to try and forget all the horrific things she's been through. But let's continue. Great actress who almost died of an overdose, you're saying? In fact, our entire office had signed NDAs. Several foreign girls go missing every year, but our office is not accountable for. Non-disclosable agreements. Non-disclosable agreements. NDAs passed around like Vince McMahon, passed around like P. Diddy. It's somehow all connected. Since visiting, but only those renting. We get investigators at least once a month looking for missing people. St. Mullen, a minor London influencer, shared a video on how she was offered £20,000 to join a yacht party in Dubai. Documenting all the messages, Mulan revealed how she was being recruited by a prince who was worth £321 million. The agent actually offered Mulan to bring all of her friends with her, and they would also get paid. But um, I said, can my friends come? <laughs> and I was playing along, I said, beautiful friends, because he called me beautiful. And he's like, of course. Thank you for accepting. Explaining that the prince loves to party with beautiful women. He finds you very attractive and he loves to spoil women. Obviously, this is a really creepy message. Suspicious about the offer, will I ask more questions? It's creepy to you because you're a man. You don't sexualize yourself. See, let me explain something to men, right? <clears throat> we as men would say, oh, that seems creepy. But if you're a woman and you need some money and you realize that this man has X amount of dollars, and if you're desperate enough, you won't go along with it. Hook, line, and sinker, man. That's just what it is. A lot of these women are easily manipulated when it comes to money. That's the reason why a lot of guys are told to just go out there and focus on money and not focus on women. If a man was to just focus on women and not focus on money, he would have none. Money or women. You dig? If a man focuses on money... And all he does is focus on money and he ends up making a lot of it. A lot of women are going to notice. That's how the game genuinely works. That being said, when a woman is focused on money, you can't tell her shit. OK, if she's focused on money like that, she's going to do anything to obtain it. I'm telling you. With the agent writing back, you will not spend a single dollar when you come to Dubai. But there is something we need to ask of you. The prince, as well as myself, have fetishes, and we just need them pleased in return for everything. I can list them now for you. By this point, I'm thinking, are you dumb? Because, what do you mean? I don't even know majority of these, what these things mean. What do you mean? On the side of nails. What does that Europhilia, what? What is that? It, everything just sounds just... 
disgusting. This really grim and disgusting stuff makes it even less surprising that the Human Trafficking Foundation has earmarked the Yoko industry as a human trafficking hotspot and circling wow. back to the Tanz investigation article and the Human Trafficking Foundation declared that quote conversations are finally starting to be had about the fact that sexual abuse and exploitation are endemic in society and the information published around the sexual exploitation of young women and girls in Cannes is probably only the tip of the iceberg of what's happening there and they're correct girls who try the yacht girl life often do not fully understand what they're getting into and who these people truly are in these boats the psychopathic people running our country aren't just normal people with normal fetishes they're not just having normal parties it's commonly known that these people request tasks like being peed on taking a dump on someone giving these girls a bunch of diseases and lifelong trauma see now now y'all know when i talk about dubai porter potty y'all know what i'm talking about i'm not bullshit and i'm not making any of this shit up now i joke around with it because i think it's funny I don't feel sorry for these women, my nigga. I'm, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all the facts, bro. Like, I don't feel sorry for these women because they sign up for it. Bitches was desperate to make money, but wasn't desperate to get a fucking job. You know what I mean? Bitches want to be special. Bitches want to be models and shit. Like, hoes are not even capable of it. But a man can see the desperation in your eyes, especially a man with a lot of money. A man, can, a man with a lot of money can easily manipulate these women. And this is the truth because women are materialistic. It's facts, my nigga. Like, it's, it's the truth. So all these women originally agree, like, oh, this ain't that bad. They're thinking about the money. Oh, 12000 20000 Some of these women get as much as thirty five, forty thousand 40000 for these parties. Imagine what type of degeneracy that she is participating in. Good God. And yes, some don't even make it through the weekend. But the Cannes Festival is also just the tip of the iceberg. Because soon after the Cannes Festival Exposed article came out, it led others to do deeper investigations. And people didn't need to dig deep to find out how much the celebrity industry played a role in the young girl life. One of the names that kept popping up was Kardashian. This might not be too surprising for some, as the family is popular for selling their bodies online, exposing every aspect of their lives. But the rumors were that between 2009 and 2013, Kim Kardashian attended multiple parties at nightclubs and on yachts with now Malaysian fugitive Joe Lowe from being paid. Whoa. I don't know what the fuck Kanye West was thinking. I'm being honest. And look, I'm a fan of yay. I'm a fan of yay. I'm a fan of Kanye West. I was a fan of Kanye West since college dropout, late registration. Like I'm, I'm a fan of Kanye West, right? 808 to Heartbreaks is still one of my favorite hip hop albums. I can't really explain why, but it has a vibe to it. And the production value of Kanye West in that album is on another level. I'm just being real with y'all. The one thing about Kanye West <coughs> that I could never understand was his decision to be with Kim Kardashian and have children with Kim Kardashian. Maybe he didn't know what Kim Kardashian was dealing with or what type of woman that she was. But we all know what type of woman she is, all right? Slut! All right? JLP! Slut! I can never get... I, I, I can never understand that. Salute to Yato, but 
Glad you've moved on, man. $50,000 when she first met him to be at his club for just two hours to a multi-year relationship. <laughs> Kim would meet with her client, perform her tasks, and leave with bags of cash. Good. In 2013, Jolo tipped Kim with a white Ferrari and $250,000 after spending a single night with her. The evidence of these celebrities goes on and on. Lindsay Lohan, Cara Delvin, and even Meghan Markle was spotted on You Know Who's yacht alongside Prince Andrew. Yachting at the Cannes Film Festival is well documented. Many young women were paid hefty sums to attend exclusive parties on luxury yachts. However, the narrative surrounding celebrities' involvement in yachting remains largely speculative. Emily Ratajkowski's memoir is possibly the only true evidence towards celebrity yacht girls. But beyond that, there's hardly any public admissions from celebrities about participating in these yacht parties for career gains or other reasons. After all, for most celebrities, it would be a PR nightmare to make such an admission. Some of Vice's best work to date has been their Informer series. And of those videos, one of the most illuminating is their interview with someone who worked as a deckhand on a super yacht. He describes a working environment from hell, where workers are completely at the mercy of the powerful owners, forced to clean up after their drug binges and sex parties. No luxury is too extravagant and nothing is off limits. Every single desire the rich and powerful might have is catered for, however disgusting it might be. The reality of it is that you are clearing up rooms that have just had sex parties, orgies, prostitutes, put residue on the tables the next day, veal livestock so fresh that it actually gets flown in on a helicopter, slaughtered on board, and served for the guest as fresh as can be. The crew, on the other hand, work day in and day out, dealing with abuse from men and women that are untouchable by laws. It's an accurate microcosm of the world at large, really. It's an interview that's well worth watching, of course, but the comments below the video show how deep it really goes. Tons of people are sharing their experiences on these monoliths to materialism. One person who says... Well, see, and this is where things kind of get wacky, right? As my New York niggas would say, I'm black! As my New York niggas would say, this is when shit gets wacky. <laughs> and the reason I say this is now we're going off of anonymous people who possibly are just making up stories. Of course, and like I said, I don't really care about, I don't care for the stories because I don't feel sorry for the women who participate. They're not kidnapped. They're not held by gunpoint to do the things that they do. They are adults and they openly and willingly participate in the shenanigans. I don't like how the tone of this video is because it's made these women look like victims. Keep in mind, they got pooped on, pissed on, violated, but they leave with money that they agreed on getting. Yes, this is uh, degeneracy on its lowest level, but these women participated in it. Willingly participated in it. And because they willingly participated in it, that means I willingly don't give a fuck. It's just interesting to note that <coughs> outside of the IG thoughts, outside of these, you know, Instagram slurs and some of these OnlyFans women who I would assume they would be called up to because they're the ones because think about it, right? And I think I think it's kind of like this with with like the billionaire or millionaire multimillionaire mindset. They want this the innocent looking woman, right? Because they want to violate them. They don't want women who are necessarily slut ready. <coughs> like they want to turn like how how I look at it when it comes to them. I think they want to turn 
the quintessential girl next door into just a complete, um, just a complete turned out trick. So it's almost pleasure that they get in breaking these women down, right? They don't want a woman who's already a slut. So matter of fact, they probably would just stay on IG because IG, you just got a lot of thirst trapping hoes and, you know, you know, they got a lot of thirst trapping hoes. You know, they take 25 to 150 pictures a day. <gasps> Excuse me. They take 25 <coughs> to um 50 pictures a day, but they're, they're the number one targets because these like motherfucking oil drillers and shit like these niggas have money on top of money, on top of money, on top of money, on top of money. So it's almost like they're above the law. They probably knew the law and could easily pay off the law. That's how that's how crazy these niggas are. So they're operating on a different playing field, right? <laughs> like they're operating on a different playing field. Walks in one of these yachts describes the billionaire owner flirting with the girls, then leaning in to smell their seat after they left. Others describe the awful conditions on these boats. Billionaires and their cronies stay up all night partying, with the crew on call 24-7 to start cleaning up once the festivities come to an end. It's frustrating though, because you know it's just a small glimpse into what's really going on. There's such a dense and pervasive culture of silence that barely anyone ever talks about it. The consequences are too harsh. Making such powerful enemies would only invite in retribution and revenge. The people in power Howard don't want anyone to know what's going on, and we will only ever get small snippets and leaks from that decrepit world. But what do these super yachts actually look like? The Ocean Victory is a prime example. At 140 meters long, it's one of the largest super yachts around. For an estimated value of $300 million, it's got all the luxuries you could ever expect and more. Seven separate decks, six swimming pools, a glass bottom observation room, its own spa, and even a helipad to store the helicopter in. And it's owned by the Russian billionaire Viktor Rashnikov, a member of Putin's in a circle and a still man. Nigga, how did he say a yacht has seven swimming? No, 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 no. That's property, right? That's not a yacht. This nigga had it. No, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Worth over $10 billion. Hold up. But whilst the boat is obviously a symbol of decadence. This nigga got a boat with pools in it. <clears throat> this nigga got a yacht with several swimming pools. On the yacht. What type of shit? Oh, nah, this is Illuminati, my nigga. Fuck that. This is Illuminati, bro. You got, so hold up. This nigga has a yacht with seven decks, he said. Eight swimming pools. So how does a, bro, I'm, yo, I don't get it. That's crazy. Nigga, that's the, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, the, the boat trips that people be taking? He got one of those. Yeah, that's crazy. It's an absurd wealth. It also symbolizes something else. The complete disregard that lots of these billionaires have for the safety and dignity of their workers. The Ocean Victories, the yachts that the man in the Vice interview is actually talking about when he mentions a horrific story he heard. In 2016, just two years after being launched for the first time, a tragedy happened on board. As the ship was laying anchor off Thailand, part of the mechanism was shattered under the strain of the anchor, and suddenly massive amounts of tension were let loose, and the anchor chain shot across the deck and struck one of the workers. It wrapped around 
his legs, nearly severing him, and he quickly fell unconscious due to blood loss. And on the way to hospital, he tragically passed away. Articles reporting on this tragedy, though, are really strange. They all refer to it as an accident, which, while technically true, ignores the obvious problem. How does such a crucial bit of machinery fail in such a catastrophic way, and so early on in the yacht's life? The answer can only be callousness and cost-cutting on the part of the designers and the owner. It's doubtful that the billionaire who owns it ever went near the mechanical underbelly of the ship, so why would he care if it's dangerous or not? But you can also imagine that all the swimming pools were constantly heated, and the elevating helipad never stopped working. Nothing that he would touch would ever be bad, only the stuff the workers had to deal with would be tragically dangerous. The private nature of yacht parties, combined with the influence and resources of their billionaire hosts, leads to situations where questionable activities occur far from public eye, little chance of scrutiny or repercussions. The secrecy surrounding these events also contributes to a culture of silence and complicity, making it incredibly challenging for victims to speak out or seek justice. All right. We got it again. We got to talk about what MSDNC. Okay, relax, relax, please. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, shout out the moon. I just don't like the tone of the video because it's all designed to make these women seem like victims. Here's my thing, right? We always or women always talk about equality. Women want to be treated equal. So let's hold these women accountable for their dumbass decision making. I mean, play stupid games, get shitted on, right? <laughs> play stupid games. Play stupid games, get shitted on. Like, that's it. <clears throat> but, you know, all of this information's been out, right? I just think now I guess I guess the younger audience and I'm not saying I'm not speaking like an old man, but I am 35. So I guess now a lot of the guys in their early 20s are getting, you know, information. And you hear a lot of these young men now talk about the things Cat Williams was saying, like, whoa, how did Cat Williams get away with saying that and this and that? It's like, yo. Some people aren't controlled by the elite. Some people can't be controlled by the elite. Cat Williams is one of those people. So when Cat Williams points something as small, but as it's it's a microcosm of a problem, but it is worth pointing out when you see the men in dresses. You know, it's not the women that order these men to put on the dresses. It's the men, the older men, um, the bagel boys, the monopoly boys, the monopoly mafia, um, the small, the small hats or the tall hats that tell these guys, hey. And by the way, the the, the tall hat reference is a reference to uh, monopoly. So, you know, the monopoly man got the tall hat and how, you know, they look at the world as a monopoly board. And they don't look at humans as people. They look at people as human resources. So it's it's the idea that they look at other people as those that do their bidding, right? Um, when you look at entertainment, that's essentially what it is. You got major figures who... I wouldn't say single-handedly run the industry, but they have a big part of the industry. 
when people tell stories about Clive Davis, right, the alleged stories of Clive Davis, wink, wink, or people talk about L.A. Reid, or what's another guy? People talk about Quincy Jones. These are high-level people in the music industry. And these people have their own personal, not literally, but they have their position on the Monopoly board. They have list of revenue. They have list of property. They have list of contractors. They have list of artists, entertainers, people who are realistically like they have these individuals in their pockets. If they need something done, they'll just pull them out, pull out his phone, call them up, say, I need a favor. They're not going to say no, because a lot of these people got their fortune, their fame, their cars, the women from these high level Monopoly boys. These people here that is referred to on these yachts, they're not known worldwide, but they're known regionally Or if their name is mentioned, they'll be known worldwide because of the money they make, right? These are the people that can not get away with anything, but damn near pay off whoever and ask that. And I think in a weird way, the women who go along with this shit, they're attracted to that. Why else would these women agree to get shit on, pissed on, to get violated by a group of wealthy, successful men? Because they want a piece of what these wealthy, successful men have. And that's credibility. That's fame. Money, materialism, resources, you name it. So, yeah, these yacht parties, and I'm not saying every guy that goes on a yacht plans on doing some crazy shit, but, you know, you got your usual suspects. You got people who have their own private island, wink, wink, a person who allegedly unalived himself, wink, wink. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 but I don't feel sorry for those bitches. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. Yeah, we're going to move on to this Doc Ridge video. We're 49 minutes in. We're close to 50 minutes. It's almost uh, 8.50. I'm not here for a long time, but we're here for a good time. Y'all know the vibes. Saturday night. Where's my joint at? I'm about to light this joint back up. We're going to move on to Doc Ridge. A whole lot of propaganda is going on with MSNBC. Apparently, you white people are the problem. All right? This is what MSNBC says. I don't say that. Personally, I don't mind white people, especially conservative whites. White liberals, different story. But anyway, let's get to this, all right? NBC um, recently said on national television, it is absolutely insane, and it will make your jaw drop. I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. And they call us the extremists. But I'm going to have a lot to say in this video. Like, share, comment, and hit that subscribe button if you are new. And let's dive into this craziness. 
And as we barrel toward a uh, likely rematch of the 2020 election, one candidate continues to have a hold over white rural voters. But it's not Joe Biden, seen here as a boy on the right side of your screen who went to public school, is the son of a used car salesman, and was born to a middle-class family in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Instead, it is Trump here on the left side, a private school-educated son of a New York City real estate tycoon who became a millionaire at eight years old and didn't have to serve because he claimed... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So it's it's a negative for him to have been born into a family that had a little bit of cash? That's a negative? So, like... You got to remember, Doc Rich, he's trying to convey to a certain audience, wink, wink. <laughs> he's They're trying to convey their message to a certain race of people. <laughs> Wink, wink. You know, it's always funny because I, I grown up seeing black people who were essentially born with everything, meaning they were fortunate enough to have two parents. They were fortunate. Parents were fortunate enough to be working. They weren't rich. They weren't rolling in bank, but they were doing fine. Like they weren't struggling. Right. Then I've seen, I've grown up seeing white people who were like literally white trash. Like they were broke, bummy. They always had a victimhood mentality. They hate seeing other people that ain't them do good. It's it's a it's a weird dynamic that I think many people just don't understand because they're so used to being either in the hood are being in the suburbs. They've never been in more of a suburban area where you're kind of seeing both sides of the tracks. You're not just on one side and you can't go to the other side because you don't belong there. Like, you actually see these people. And I think MSNBC is, of course, aiming their con- aiming their content to minorities, Right. And the uneducated minorities, the the non-political minorities. And it's easy to go after them because they know the very least about what you're talking about. So if they use, you know, they use hot phrases or uh, key phrases like equality or racist or white supremacy. Then they know that they'll get your attention. If they say, hey, Donald Trump was born with money and he didn't have to struggle in order to make it, they believe that that is enough to get the uneducated, unethical Negro to participate with the fuck shit. And I don't think it's working. Just saying. None of us are supposed to strive for anything to pass it on to the people coming behind us because people like you and your dishonest network are going to look at it and categorize it and label it as something negative because our parents or we as parents worked hard for the people that are coming behind us. So they had something so that they didn't have to start what we started. That's all of a sudden a negative thing now, huh? All of a sudden, this terrible thing. Oh, he came from a family with money. <laughs> well, maybe you should be talking to your parents. Maybe maybe you should sit down with your parents and ask them why they ain't had no cash for you, too. If that's the case. If that, I, I'm just saying. 
<laughs> I don't, I don't understand. What's the problem here? Oh, I, I know what the problem is. It's because it was Donald Trump. Yeah, of course. Sounds Talisha about right. Jr. I wonder if she's gonna have that that narrative for um, uh, George Soros' son. I mean, is there that narrative for Bill Gates? Is there that narrative? See, I can keep going. <clears throat> this is what I mean by like I always talk about women moving the goalposts. But I then forget that, you know, a lot of liberal men are weak minded, pathetic men and they do the same thing. So. Trump. Because he's not a Democrat. Is considered bad for having money and. He was blessed and fortunate to have family who were doing good and only wanted to see their child do good. Okay. What about these other people? You know, Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, Bill Gates, you know, any of these other like bureaucratic type of like maniacs. They don't they don't mention them. Uh. Uh-uh. But they got all the smoke in the world for Donald Trump, which is funny because in most cases, if you reverse everything that these people are saying, they're almost talking about themselves, right? I mean, turn on the television, look at the limousine liberals, watch the view. They try to act like they're connected to you, man. These niggas going off of planes, yachts, all types of fancy shit, nigga. You're not included with them, but they want to be your thought police. They want to police what you think. They want to police what you believe. And if you don't agree with them, then there got to be something wrong with you. See, this is what the media created. Now, I'm only here exposing it. What if she'll say that about his son? Oh, well, your dad, George, he had so much money, he just passed it on to you. Uh, You didn't have to work for anything. I wonder if she'll say that about his son. Highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Let's continue. He had bone spurs in his little feet. So why is it that Trump appeals so much to a group he couldn't be more different from? Joining us now, professor of political science at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, Tom Schaller, and journalist and opinion writer, Paul Waldman. So now the question is... See, the question is, how different are, what's the difference, how different are black people today, modern blacks? And when I say modern blacks, I mean it in the same context as modern women. These are the blacks that are easily lied to. These are the blacks that are easily manipulated by mainstream media. These are the blacks that go along with anything CNN has to tell them. Realize how different those black people are from Joe Biden and Dixiecratic politicians like Biden, and then you'll understand how bizarre that was, what she just said. Understand that Joe Biden has once said that he came out of a slave state, and he was proud to say it, one of the first slave states. This is how, like, he's the furthest thing from black people that there ever is in politics. The furthest. 
it's almost like the it's like the absolute decline of the Democratic Party, right? Where JFK gets assassinated and then Lyndon B. Johnson and all people were the ones to take over. Do you understand that that was like like the beginning of the end for the Democratic Party? You guys realize that, right? Do your homework. Night and day policies change. Just night and day. Like, yo, JFK gets his head blown off. He gets his top pushed back in a convertible. That's crazy. Gets his shit completely demolished, right? Definitely a closed casket for him. Let's just say that. Rest in peace, JFK. Right? The last, like, reasonable democratic president that that pretty much existed because he, he didn't exist for long he was too logical they had to kill him right all right he's out okay cool lyndon b johnson comes in what did lyndon b johnson say y'all remember i'll have those niggers voting democrat for the next 200 years let's talk about it let's talk about it y'all want to talk about this <laughs> Y'all want to talk about this? This is how the Democratic Party got uh, pretty much hijacked overnight. So now the blacks weren't looked at as independent anymore. The blacks were looked at as the pity party. The blacks were looked at as the victims, but it was all set up by design. To keep black people on a leash. Uh, they keep black people at just a level of barely getting by. They don't want to see black people compete with them. They want to see black people beneath them. So that's why they appear to be your best friend. But if you think highly of yourself and you don't go along with the victimhood, they won't have use for you. See, that's the secrets into these politics. You dig? Like, that's the secret. When you're a black man and you go, hey, I can defend myself. I don't need handouts. I don't need donations. I don't want to be looked at as a victim. I want to be looked at as a victor. You automatically become conservative. You are no longer useful. You are no longer useful or useful to begin with with the Democratic Party. They have to see you as lesser than them for them to help you. Once you reach that point of going, hey, I'm not no victim, you know, that BLM shit, that's for the birds. You can have that. You dig? And the whole racial propaganda, you can take that shit somewhere else. Nigga, I'm an American black. All right. I never met an African-American in my life. I know I know a lot of American black people. I know a lot of American Negroes, but I don't know any Africans, let alone African-Americans. Let's keep it a buck. Okay, but if you let MSNBC tell you, they'll tell you it's it's you're back in chains. It's, it's you're a slave. If Trump gets in the office, you're going to the plantation. This is how these people talk, man. It's embarrassing. A new book out tomorrow is entitled "White Rural Rage: The Threat to American Democracy." Oh shit. <laughs> White rural, yo, white rural rage. I got it. That's the title of this episode. Um, yacht. 
yacht party, yacht parties. Maybe I should call it yacht parties slash white rural rage. Jesus Christ. This is going to be a great episode. Just from that title of the book, I mean, like, fuck. Like, yo, this is crazy. This is MSNBC. This sounds like fucking BET news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, White's Rural Rage, A Threat to American Democracy. That's the title of the book. So I'm sure you guys can guess where this one is going. And, you know, it's funny that that's being stated by a panel of white people. Whites. Also kind of white. Weird, but I'm going to get into that later. Let's continue. This is sick. We'll start with you. Uh, Why are white rural voters a threat to democracy at this point? You would think, as we pointed out, looking at Joe Biden's background and Donald Trump's, that that the opposite would be true. I mean, we lay out the fourfold interconnected threat that white rural voters pose to the country. First of all, and we show 30 polls and national studies to demonstrate this. We provide the receipts in Chapter 6. They're the most racist xenophobic, anti-immigrant, and anti-gay geodemographic group in the country. Second, they're the most... I love how... And white people are just today... Like, the white liberals are just so petty and childish that it's almost comical. So, here's my thing. Like, as as a black man, I can point out a lot of these non-ethical Negroes, a lot of these stereotypical porch monkeys, and that's what they are. I mean, there is no other way to put it. They are porch monkeys. They're moon crickets, all right? That's what they are, all right? They have nothing valuable to offer. They always play victim. It's always somebody else's fault. Everything that they do is just completely fine, even if it isn't fine. But if somebody else does something that's similar to them, it's a problem. I'm a, I am can point that out as a black person, right? And I can give y'all examples that what separates me from those Negroes. I think for myself, I have my own opinions. I don't need groups to feel accepted, right? But with these white people, it's almost like a nefarious plan. It's a plot to get black people to think that, oh, well, these white, see, these are why white Democrats are better than 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 white Republicans. Like, this is one of these type of situations. So they kind of like, they kind of mimic in a weird way, like they mimic pro-blacks in a way because their talking points about white people are from a, a, a place of hate. And it's weird that white people can go out there and, and talk about white people from a place of hate and they don't get called any type of Uncle Tom or sellouts or anything like that. But if a nigga like me go out there and say a lot of these niggas are stereotypical porch monkeys, they're uneducated. They don't know. They don't know anything about what's going on politically. The only thing they know about is money, hoes and clothes. Then I'm considered a sellout. But that's fine because me, I'm pulling up on niggas. I'm not playing games. I'm pulling up on niggas. I'll I'll just pull up on a nigga. I I don't got time for that. Here's this group. QAnon support and subscribe. That's a lie. And for, I'll say this. Anybody that's ever lived in the hood, you know, amongst other black folks from the hood. Goodbyes. Listen back to what he just said. We all know that's not true. Goodbyes. Every single one right of us knows that is not true. 
I ain't even got to say what, what part of it isn't true. But if you were born in the hood and lived in the hood, we all know what he said isn't the whole truth or nothing but the truth. We all know it. But that's the narrative that they want to push. Goodness gracious. <laughs> it's laughable. Like That's a blatant lie. The most? Nah. Mm -mm. Not by a long shot. They've never been to the hood before. They've never polled the hood before. Nor will they ever poll the hood. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 they wouldn't do that. Absolutely not. First off, people probably wouldn't respond. And second, they wouldn't step dare step foot in the hood. Absolutely not. They'd get ran off the block. <laughs> if not robbed beforehand. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Cybers, election denialism, COVID denialism, and scientific. Second, they're the most conspiracist group. QAnon support and subscribers, election denialism, COVID denialism, and scientific skepticism, Obama birtherism. Third, and... Uh, Hillary was actually the one that started the Obama situation. Do I have something on my shirt? In the world. Saw it on the camera. I was like, what, what in the world is that on my shirt? Uh, but Hillary Clinton was the one that started the Obama thing. And uh, a lot of these conspiracy theories, um, we've been proven right on. Case in point, y'all remember they told us the Hunter laptop story was Russian disinformation. It was fake news and MAGA extremists were spreading a lie. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, we all remember that, don't we? Mm hmm. They told us they, the laptop didn't exist. Even Joe Biden said it didn't exist. And we were right the entire time. See? Load of crap. Democratic sentiments. They don't believe in an independent press, free speech. They're most likely to say the president should be able to act unilaterally without any. So they don't believe in free speech? That sounds like Democrats to me. You know, the ones that have censored uh, anything and everything. The ones that tell us that we can't say certain things. Oh, that's weird. That ain't the right censoring that type of stuff. Last time I checked. Here's something interesting to think about. I had to go in the house and grab my ice too. <clears throat> Back in the 60s and the 70s, it was actually believed, and I actually am starting to believe this narrative, that the right were actually the authoritarians at that point. The right were kind of the ones that were trying to dictate things and were, you know, in, in reality, trying to get people to straighten up and, you know, straighten up and fly right type of type of people. And the liberals, the left at that time, were actually, depending on how you would look at it, the revolutionaries, right? All of the black organizations in some ways, the feminism, um, the hippie movement, this was all the left. What we see today is an absolute shift to where the rebellious people would be people like me on the right. The people on the left becomes a circus act. They're the Wokeonians. The Wokeonians are a despicable, degenerate bunch of people, multi-dimensional, multi-gender, multi-fucking pronouns, you name it. The the fucking pits of hell. Like this this is what these people represent. And to be on the right 
and I've heard a lot of people say this, and if you think about it, there is some truth to it. It's almost like the it's like the new punk rock. The conservative movement today is the new punk rock. We are the ones that are raging against the machine. We are the ones. And you know, Rage Against the Machine, they're a bunch of lefty, lunatic, communist, socialist type of people, but they make good music. I'm a fan of Rage Against the Machine, but I'm not a fan of their political beliefs. But that's out of the question or out of the lines of what I'm talking about. The right-leaning way of thinking has become the new rebellious thing. When Kanye West goes out there and supports somebody like Donald Trump, a lot of black people were saying, oh, this nigga's cooning, but look at what came after that. And in a lot of ways, I kind of have to give credit to Ye for being one of the first people to, to reach out to Trump while he was president to try and break down that wall. <laughs> no pun intended, of course. We need to build a wall now, but you know what I mean. The break down this wall of, oh, well, Trump's the racist, Trump's this and that. Well, in the 80s, he wasn't a racist, wasn't he? In the 90s, rappers were rapping about him day in and day out. What happened? Oh, he's a Republican now. Okay, I get it. And so somebody like, and these are the people that are kind of at the forefront, right? Like Kanye West is at the forefront on a cultural level. Donald Trump is at the forefront on a political and social level. These people now are looked at as pariahs. They're looked at as villains by most people. But realistically, if you really go out there and speak to the individuals, they'll tell you. Like, nah, these these are the people that, you know, these are the individuals that are changing the world and changing the country for good. The people just don't like how they run things. The people just don't like the attitude that somebody like Ye has or the, the 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 fact that Trump doesn't have a filter, Trump doesn't have a chill. They don't like the fact that they can't control and pacify Donald Trump because Donald Trump speaks from the heart. Anything that these other people are saying politically, they're not even genuine. They're not even real people. They speak on a teleprompter. They don't even mean what they say. Everything they have has some type of nefarious plan or some ulterior motive. They're not shooting from the hip the way that Trump's shooting from the hip. So going back to the whole punk rock shit, right? Like this is the new punk rock. You know, this is like I'm like the bad brains of this shit. Right. Because culturally speaking, there's a group of people that believe I shouldn't be talking about this. And it's not it's not black people that are saying it. Black people will say it, but it's white liberals that will say, it. well, how could you support Donald Trump? You're a black. And it's like, wait a minute. How can I support Joe Biden? I mean, what, what are we doing here? What are we talking about? Uh, that's a lie. What have Republicans said that you can't say? Nothing. Nothing. Democrats say you can't say a lot. Try again. Try again. Goodness gracious. Sentiments. They don't believe in an independent press, 
free speech, they're most likely to say the president should be able to act unilaterally without any checks from Congress or the courts or the bureaucracy. They're also the most strongly. Oh, oh, you mean like Joe Biden did with student uh, loan debt when the Supreme Court told him that he couldn't do it and he did it anyway? Oh, it's okay if Democrats do it, but if Republicans even think about doing it, like you're saying right here, oh, it's. And like I said, typical moving the goalposts. We can go back to the election 2020. They want to incarcerate Donald Trump for what he believes and what I agree with to be a sham of an election. Funny thing is, Bush, Kerry, that debacle from Florida. These liberals were crybabies after that. They couldn't get over it, that they lost. That Bush won. Bush won Florida. They couldn't get over it. But when Trump talks about it, well, he has to go to court. It's a big problem. Yeah. All right. All right. Or the courts or the bureaucracy. They're also the most strongly white nationalist and white Christian nationalists. And oh, fourth, good. they are most likely to just. Oh, good. Good. White. No, you see how they did that? I want you guys to pay attention to what these liberal whites have said about um, conservative white men and conservative people in general. You guys are white nationalists. I knew it. I, by the way, I knew you guys were white nationalists. But anyway, <coughs> I'm being facetious, by the way. <coughs> But you're not just white nationalists. You're white Christian nationalists. They got to put God in everything. You ever notice that? Liberals are are super anti-God. Um, they're super, they're, they're like godless, soulless individuals. Um, because a lot of these people, you know, Rainbow, uh, Transformer, Decepticon, multi-dimensional, multi-gender, multi-pronoun people. They realize that what they are is unholy, ungodly people. So how would they believe in God when they're doing ungodly things and they have no care and consideration about changing or bettering themselves in the process? So, of course, they're anti-God. They want to take God out of the schools and put a motherfucking rainbow everywhere they can. You know, they want to replace the most high. And we wonder why the country's fucked up today. We deserve it. None of us is none of us is standing up against it. We deserve it. At this point, we I can honestly say we really deserve a lot of the bullshit we're going through. Um, as a country, you had people that were so enthusiastic about getting out uh, one of one of the most effective presidents that we've had in American history for a stumbling, bumbling fool who can't finish a sentence, can't walk up a flight of stairs, can't find an exit to the stage, who has a son that's smoking the crack. The son is smoking the crack. Can you believe that? I can't I can't even get over that. Like, yo, the son's a fucking crackhead. What are we doing? Y'all voted in a president who has a son that buys Ukrainian and Russian hookers and smokes the crack. Yo, chill out. Y'all niggas is bugging. This is liberal logic. I don't, I can't even, yo, I can't even reason with this shit. This bothers me. Or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to peaceful public dissent. So you mentioned excuse or justify violence. The only instance 
Ooh, I, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Let's let's go. Let's go today. Let's go today. I got time today. The only instance of violence that they have from the right is J6. That is all they have. And they say that J during J6, they were trying to take over. The and, yo, January 6th pretty much saved them, even though they overkilled the, the situation. Because <coughs> let me tell you all how January 6th happens, right? <coughs> First of all, you got a president who's so lit. This nigga is so lit that... All these people come out of nowhere, and I'm going to get to this in a second. In a minute, I'll get to it. All these people come out of nowhere in order to protest the results of the election. They're not letting this shit slide, or at least that's what mainstream media would like to tell you. Um, it's MSNBC, CBS. Yo, that's, that's what it was. I was trying to come up with this uh, this term. I, it was a meme that I seen that connected all the mainstream media outlets in like one set of letters. It was MSNBCBS, but it was something else though. No, it was CNNBCBS. It was some shit. Anyway, mainstream media get their hands on this. And they're like, look at all these violent thugs. This is white, all white people. I didn't see one black soul in that motherfucking crowd. So I already knew it was cap. I already knew it was cap. I didn't see any. I didn't see one black soul in that motherfucker. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there was a couple niggas, a half nigga. He's half Hispanic. He's half Asian and black, whatever. All right. I haven't seen one black. All right. But anyway. So they're like, hey, man, look at all these white nationalists, white supremacist, terrorists, Nazi stormtroopers. Look at these goose walking crowds. They're coming in. They're taking over. Their insurrection is and Trump is responsible. Wait, what? Trump has the evidence. He's already provided evidence. Go out there and peacefully protest. He didn't go Hey, go out there and turn up like Barack Obama. Uh, Barack Obama said that about the uh, the residents in Chicago. Y'all should look that up. Uh, Barack Obama pretty much told the world that, you know, Chicago is ready to, quote, turn up, whatever the fuck that means. I'm black. Y'all know what that means. But he didn't tell people to go out there and turn up. He said, go out there, peacefully protest. He was telling the people not to overreact. He has the tweets to prove it. He proved it to that stupid bitch in the um, CNN townhouse. All these niggas is bums. CNN is fucking finished. Like, what are y'all even doing on television, my nigga? Like, get out of here. Niggas is better. Niggas is just like, the, that's like the propaganda, like, machine. Like, it's not it's not as much as misinformation rather than just, like, completely made up lies but it's 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 they have a repetition of doing it. So the people that are listening, they're blind sheep, fucking idiots. They don't know. Well, they don't. They don't even know anymore. They just they they hear it enough. Well, Trump's a racist. I heard it too many times. It's like nigga, get the fuck out of here. These niggas is dusting, fucking dustheads. This is outrageous, man. 
And y'all and y'all listen to whites. Like this is crazy. You listen to white people tell you that white people are racist. What fucking planet is this? And and are we in a void? Is this a black hole? Is this like the alternative universe that we know nothing about? It's almost like it's like the black mirror type. It's like a it's like a black mirror or a twilight zone, right? Where it's like we're on a planet that we think is planet Earth, but it's only a variation of planet Earth. And there's galaxies on top of galaxies on top of galaxies that has variations of us in different forms in different parts of another universe or in another world where shit is actually normal. This ain't the world. This ain't it. All right. This ain't it. This is crazy. White people are telling black people to hate white people. Do y'all realize how stupid that sounds? Like, listen, listen, whites, cool the fuck out. Chill. We don't give a fuck about what you feel about certain white people. A lot of us aren't really too fond of y'all either. Like a lot of white liberals, like I said before, I'm not a racist, but there's really very few white liberals that I can generally deal with and be around. You understand? So I don't I don't really have that. Like, I don't I'm not dumb. I'm not going to let a white person tell me that Trump's a racist. Like, nigga, who the fuck are you? Nigga. Would you end slavery? Like, what gives you the authority to tell me who, who or who not's a racist, my nigga? Like, that's racist. When did y'all? When are y'all gonna wake up to that? Like, that's racist in itself. Oh, listen to me. I'm white. These white people don't like you. It's like, nigga, you one of them. Beat it. All right. Yeah, I, I, I highly doubt you could take over the most powerful military on this planet just by breaking into a building not going to happen. You're not going to convince me that they could possibly... We have we have nukes the size of cars. And you mean to tell me? And by the way, going back to the J-16, or I said 16, the J-6 uh, situation, January the 6th, <clears throat> shout, out, shout out to Tucker Carlson, right? He what? Shout out to Tucker Carlson, right? Because he pointed this shit out where... He had interviewed a guy who was a former Fed who happened to be at the January 6th event to protest for Trump. But because he's former FBI, people were like, oh, no, you know, there's no way. Well, he's former FBI, so that's why he supports Trump. Like, they try to come up with any excuse in the world, right? So he said it himself. Like, yeah, I was at the event. I saw a lot of guys that I used to work with as federal agents Steering up controversy, causing the ruckus. So all of the it's, it's like chaos agents. This is these are the chaos agents. These are the people who are put in scenarios to stir shit up. to get people riled up. And so they can blame it on the opposition. It's, it's like a false flag. It's almost a false flag scenario. Like, for example. Let's say. Let's say I'm in one. I'm in I'm in um, Eastern Europe. I'm in an Eastern European country and I want to invade another Eastern European country because I want to take over the country. What I'm going to do is I'm going to create a scenario. 
right? In my area, I'm going to create a disaster. And once I get done creating the disaster, then I can go point the finger at the country that I want to take over. Now, stick with me. This all makes sense, right? I'm going to point at the country that I want to take over. I know that they're not responsible. I'm the one that organized the bomb. I'm organizing the disaster to take place, but I'm blaming them because I want their land. And that gives me the motive to be angry and be like, who's responsible? It has to be these people. We're going to attack them. But I know that we're only going to attack them because we want their land. We're going to slaughter them and take everything that they got. The false flag is me organizing the attack on my homeland and blaming it on them. All right. This is what these former uh, glowies did because they're all despicable. They're like they worship Hillary Clinton. Like even like like and when she, when Hillary was in New York, I mean, there was a whole bunch of corruption going on, man. We're talking about, you know, human trafficking, allegedly child trafficking, allegedly all types of disgusting things. These feds are loyal. And this is the problem with federal governments and federal agents. Right. I've talked about this before. Right. If if the country had another civil war, where would these federal agents align? Think about it. If this country were to split and there would be an all out civil war between one area of the country versus another area of the country, where would the FBI, where would they side with CIA, DEA? Okay, who would these people align with? It's an interesting question. So people with no guns are going to take over our government by exactly running into a building. What? Even Joe Biden himself said, you're going to need F-16s. Joe Biden, those are Joe Biden's words. Now, I, I, I don't think he said F-16. He said a fighter jet, right? He named the, the specific fighter jet. It might have been F-16. I don't I don't remember. He named he the black. specific fighter jet when referencing what someone would need to fight against a government because he was during doing a speech that pertained to taking away our weapons, right? Um, so even Joe Biden said that. So again, what? Beyond that, give me all of these instances of you know right-wing extremists being these violent individuals. Because I can give you all types of instances of, of you know Democrats being violent. We all know the famous one. Look at B, look, look look at the BLM riots. Yep. Burning and the looting of buildings, establishments bricks through people's front windows yeah this is on videotape too by the way on video yeah matter of fact matter of fact I, i'll bring up a recent one y'all remember matter of fact <clears throat> quickly interrupt that for a moment the funny thing about the blm riots and everything that took place with that is when you look at certain um there was like a lot of raw footage And this raw footage was, I call it raw footage because it was a lot of the footage of the riots before the news got their hands on it. So really, it was people in the streets who either participated in the riot or people who are just out and about and who's seeing this go on and who decides to to film it, to put it on social media. There's a lot of videos that I've seen, and this is where I was able to disagree and outright 
I like I I'm against BLM as a black person. I'm against BLM for a multitude of reasons. One of the main reasons was BLM was manipulated by the liberals and manipulated by the Democratic Party. So what they did was they had a lot of guy, a lot of white people who were dressed in black. I mean, some people would say this is Antifa, but I think these are like uh, terror cells. I think these are like fucking, you know, terrorist cells that were just planted um, to kind of make the situation worse than what it was. And the reason I say this is a lot of the footage were black people actually peacefully marching and protesting. And then you would have several whites and white people with all black on black, uh, white gloves. But you can see their white faces behind the mask. They're actually the ones that are destroying property. And there was one video that that reminded me that we're in a spiritual warfare and it's not black versus white. It's not even left versus right. It's good versus evil. And it was um, a black restaurant these black people owned this restaurant and they went outside and they saw the white kids spray painting black lives matter on the wall. And the person was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? You're like, you're not even black. Like, why are you participating in this? Like, yo, who's paying you? Like he was just, he was just like really cooking this nigga. Like, yo, who's paying you? Like take your white ass back to the suburbs, nigga. Like this ain't even your fight. Like that's how he said it. It's not even my fight, but it's damn sure not your fight. But this is what they use. They use terror cells. So you go to like Atlanta. They said, oh, man, they fucked up Atlanta. Everybody's like, damn, niggas is fucking up in Atlanta. I'm like, damn, this is fucked up. I go and turn on the news. It's a group of white kids. Antifa. These are the black. These are like the terror cells to replace blacks. Right. So because we all know black people. Even though we're known to get rowdy, like we're not terroristic like that. We're not blowing shit up. Like that's not our MO. No disrespect to brown people. If you catch my drift, we don't blow things up. We'll shoot at them, but we won't blow them up. All right. We don't do that. All right. When they want shit flipped over, they want shit set on fire. They bring in these Mexicans and they bring in them uh, white people, white Antifa motherfuckers. Right. And they they mimic um, Nazi stormtroopers. It's interesting that these people claim to be anti-fascist, but they how they march and, you know, how they, you know, do what they do. They look a lot like Nazi stormtroopers. Do your history. Know your homework, man. Just do your homework and, and, and you'll understand what I'm saying. I'm black. When uh, Democrats, Democrat voters went to the DNC headquarters or campaign headquarters, I believe it was. And they were all outside rioting, trying to de- destroy the building. Y'all remember that? They don't want to talk about that, though. They don't want to talk about that. I remember the picture. And I got to be honest. Those people, I'm not against them. I know that sounds crazy for me to say as somebody who's on the quote unquote right, or at least the center right. Okay. But. They fucked up uh, CNN pretty bad. I remember that. <clears throat> I remember the picture. And I just said to myself, like, this is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Right. CNN being completely destroyed by realistically a group of people that they believe is their audience. 
that's the irony of that whole situation. It wasn't MAGA. It wasn't MAGA that went to CNN and go, yeah, we're going to spray paint and fuck CNN up. It was these radical lefties. And even they said it, hey, enough's enough. And they went there and they did what they had to do. And there's one thing I'll give credit to them for is that they fucked CNN up. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hold on. Should, should, I, pull up, should I pull up the video? Uh-oh. No, nah, I, can't, I, can't, I can't show that because that's violence. That's, vi- that's violence. Uh-oh. That's real violence. Uh-oh. You know? Uh-oh. You two might slap this joint with the, with the AIDS restriction and everything. Eliminate it. Can't show that. But you can That's why. That's up. why. That's why, that's why, that's why I thug it out. I'm with the thuggery. Fuck these censorship, faggot ass niggas. Yo, straight up, I'm not with none of this shit. These niggas on YouTube, hey, salute to, salute to everybody on YouTube. <coughs> I'm saying YouTube as a entity, I can't get busy with it, okay? As a entity, I cannot get busy with YouTube. But shout out to all the content creators that I listen to. All of the content creators that I love to go through for the podcast and people that I generally like listening to when I'm not recording. I just like listening to them because um, they 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 can go by. They can go along to get along. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying there's a lot of people that can cooperate and be one with the system. And I'm not one of those people, man. I'm with the fuck shit. I'm spazzing out. I'm cooking up. I'm crashing out. It is what it is. Niggas is sensitive. Y'all dickhead ass niggas can go somewhere else. You bitches out here are sensitive. Go see a therapist. I'm not holding back anything. Okay. They want, they want, they want, and this is what they've been wanting for, for years, right? So they want this belief system <coughs> that involves when I say they I mean Democrats they want this belief system that involves not remembering what happened 2020 for like what two months three months what was that a summer of love Seattle um, Philadelphia New York City of course Minneapolis right um Atlanta, all these other hot spots where liberals, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, whoever were out here turning up, burning shit, looting everything. It's funny how nobody took that as a threat at the time, right? Nobody said, hey, this might be getting out of control because there were opposition of at that time, the current president. So the Democrats were like, oh, well, these people are angry and they need some way to I heard something. I heard some video. I think it was CNN. It has to be CNN, the usual suspects. Clinton News Network, um, um, Clan News, uh, Clan News Network, Clinton News Network, um, you know, Cunt News Network, whatever the fuck you want to call CNN. That's where they were doing it. Um, and really, I want all the smoke. Fuck CNN. I want all the smoke. Fuck CNN. I want all the smoke. Fuck them niggas. Um, <clears throat> They they pretty much said, well, see, the black youth, they've been pent up because of white supremacy and they've been pent up because of racism. And now it's their time. And I've heard this by a CNN anchor. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like they're 
validating like this type of like terrorism. It's terrorism. There's no other way to look at it. You got a group of people going into a neighborhood, destroying the property, setting things on fire. That's terrorism. Okay, cool. Domestic terrorism, whatever you want to call it. Terrorism is terrorism. Cool. All right. Now, I say to myself, well, damn, this is kind of weird because nobody's doing nothing about it. And then I say, well, gang violence is no different, right? Because gang violence is the same thing as sometimes they shoot and kill innocent people. Sometimes they'll have shootouts at grocery stores, shootouts at basketball games, shootouts at graduations, shootouts at funerals. They're terrorists. And just like the situation that happened with the riots, the police and people don't do anything about it because the niggas is just killing themselves. Oh, we ain't going to do nothing. They killing each other. Right. Are y'all listening? Do y'all understand what I'm trying to say? So 2020 for, for liberals, 2020 never existed. In fact, COVID never existed to them now. Because they got in their 12 shots. They, they believe that they're untouchable. Whatever God or whoever the fuck they're praying to. Something tells me it's not God. Yeah, something, tell me, something tells me that it's not the Heavenly Father. I'm just saying. Um, whatever the fuck they believe in, 2020 never happened. And January 6th is all that matters. So... They can go back in time four years ago, scrub away everything that happened, all the property that was damaged, all the innocent lives that were damaged or innocent lives that were ruined, taken away, God forbid. And all these other people that just got away with doing this, that and the third. But then they'll jail people from the January 6th situation that was rumored to be covered with feds. Feds were everywhere there, allegedly. One day, just think about this, guys. One day, January the 6th, is not remotely close to months, almost a year, are still things that are technically still going on that could technically be traced back from the George Floyd riots and the things that happened in New York City. And the things that have happened in Philadelphia. Okay. And the situations that occur, if y'all pay attention, the situations that occur are all in places that are ran by liberals. All of these areas, Minneapolis, um, places like Baltimore. Remember the Baltimore riots then? Um, Philadelphia. I think Mac was um, not Mac. Forgot the guy's name. It might have been Mac. I forgot the guy's name who was a um, mayor at that time. Um, Philadelphia, New York, Los Angeles, all these places that had a lot of the things going on were ran by liberals. It's weird. The rural areas, oddly enough, you know, uh, where the white people that are racist live at, that's what they're saying. I'm not, I'm being facetious. Those places don't tend to have a lot of crime. Huh. It's not a lot of crime. I'm sure they have drugs just like every other 
city in this fucking country, every city has their fucking problems. I've noticed fentanyl and I've noticed little people talking about fentanyl and I wonder two questions why they're not talking about the effects of fentanyl and the more popular these people are I think who are paying you who are the people paying you not to talk about fentanyl People are dropping like flies. Meanwhile, the country is essentially single-handedly being taken over by illegal aliens. <clears throat> Country's being single-handedly taken over by illegal aliens. America knows it now. The Democrats know it now. They can't deny it because if they do, they would sound stupid. Okay? Especially if they live in New York City. Right? And it's not going to be long until they bleed into New Jersey and they're just going to scatter them around the Garden State. And, and, and it's just going to destroy the economy. It's good. The, the economy is going to be finished by that time. I mean, essentially, by the time that like, let's just let's just give a doomsday device or let's give like a doomsday scenario that could play as a doomsday device, like the beginning of the end of the world. Right. You have. Biden wins. However, however it happens, the illegals get the right to vote. Whatever happens, whatever corruption, whatever that's incorporated into this election, they're going to try to pull out everything. Let's say this situation happens where Biden wins. He allows more of the illegal immigrants to come into the country. The illegal immigrants and, and like New York City, they're receiving money monthly similar to a Section 8 in welfare. Keep in mind, the percentage of the homeless population is out of control. The percentages of poverty is out of, out of control, and not with people who aren't working, the people who are just getting by, but who the inflation is just completely tearing up. They got to work two jobs. Right? And while they're doing that, barely getting by, they're noticing these un these these unidentified illegal aliens who don't even who don't even have proper identification. Some of them don't even have proper IDs. So now these are like terror cells waiting to happen. They can go on a killing spree, and it will take police forever to find them because they can't identify them. But. Democrats, y'all voted for it. Congrats. I mean, really, this is what y'all wanted. Why aren't y'all celebrating? Remember y'all were dancing? They were all dancing around. What the? Niggas was doing the fucking stinky leg, the Dougie, the Laffy Taffy, whatever these young kids do. They're out here getting sturdy to Biden. What the fuck is this? What the? So is this nigga getting sturdy for Joe Biden? What type of shit is this? And I said this before, I hope Trump, I hope Trump goes to, uh, to the Bronx. Because Trump out here connecting with too many Negroes. So now they got to test them like, yo, now it's the ultimate test, Trump. You got to go. You got to go to you got to go to the Bronx. 
You got to mix it up with the inner city blacks. You got to talk that shit like you always talk. And Trump is you can tell by how Trump communicates. He'll talk. He talks the way that he talks to everybody. That's why I fuck with Trump. He ain't acting different or nothing. He's still talking shit. He the president. Who the fuck he got to talk nice to? Nigga, get the fuck out of his face, man. Niggas is bugging. What type of shit is this, man? That's why That's why this nigga has to be disrespectful. What the fuck he look like? Letting these rusty, old, pathetic bums in politics shit on him. This niggas... They trying to jail this nigga. Nigga, nigga getting fined millions of dollars. Nigga got, nigga got guap, man. Fuck out of here. <coughs> Trump out here moving like a a Grand Theft Auto protagonist, nigga. This nigga's out here moving sturdy, man. Pause. This nigga out here moving sturdy, bro. Oh, we got we got mugshot. We finally got. I remember the day that these crybaby liberals, right? I remember the day. That these fucking pathetic, crybaby, degenerate liberals said, we got them. We got the mugshot that the world's been waiting for. They had no idea what the fuck they was doing. Zero. The moment I heard this, the moment I heard a news article, I'm like, yo, these niggas lost. They lost the election. I knew it from then. I knew it right then and there. Like, yeah, these niggas lost. Mm hmm. Cause you're not gonna tell me that they believed that because they had a mugshot of Donald Trump, that the world would see Donald Trump as a criminal. Like, oh no, I can't vote for a man with a mugshot. Nigga, get the fuck out of here, man. You got me fucked up, man. So I got family that's been in prison, nigga, and I trust them with my life. The fuck are you talking about? Type of shit are y'all talking? What the? I'm like, yo, this nigga got locked up. He got he got the mugshot. Oh, he got his stripes. He good. That's the first thing I say to myself. I'm like, oh, this nigga got his stripes. He's solid. They fucked up. And what do you know? I love being right. I really love telling y'all niggas I told you so. I really do. It really puts a smile on my face to say, I told y'all niggas that this was gonna happen, right? Didn't I say that? Didn't they went to downtown? Didn't they, didn't they go to Atlanta? Shout out to ATL. Didn't they go to the ATL? Shout out to Georgia, yo. Big shout out to Georgia. But didn't they go to Atlanta, right? And I guess they were just like, I guess they were trying to race bait because that's all mainstream media uh, does nowadays. Uh, mainstream media, that's all they do is race bait. So I guess they go down to Atlanta and they wanted to see like the enthusiasm of, yeah, they got him. Yeah. Or they thought they was going to go and go to a typical, you know, Democratic hood rat. Oh, yeah, I'm glad they got him. Nope. That ain't happened. Matter of fact, stay tuned, man. I'm like an hour and 50 minutes in. I didn't think I was going to do a... A three-hour episode, but it, it's one of those nights. I'm driving around right now, so we're gonna put in another hour of pain. We close to one hour and fifty minutes, so we're gonna end this as segment one, segment two coming up. Stay tuned. All right. 
All right, segment two, right? I'm on the road. I'm just cruising right now. But, um... What was I talking about? This bum, um... Joe Biden, I think I was talking about. This bum Joe Biden. Or better yet, no, this, this is what I was trying to say. These... These liberals, right? And I want y'all to I want y'all to pay attention to these type of white people, right? They're not they're not uh, suggestive. They're not gonna tell you necessarily what they think. They're gonna tell you how you should think. Remember that. See, the liberals are supposed to be the tolerant left. They're supposed to be the ones who are more understandable. They're the ones that claim to be the most inclusive. They're the ones that pride themselves in being the most diverse. But here's the issue. It's all bullshit, right? And it really isn't that, like... They're very selective about who they include. They're inclusive with their own, if that makes sense. And even with their own, the people that think similar to them, they're so hive-minded that if these niggas don't think alike, then somebody's got to be wrong, right? Like, oh, you disagree? about one particular thing and you can you can agree with a person with 95% of what y'all talking about easily let you disagree with one of the things out of the 95% of things you agree on and it's like the end of the world right it's the end of the fucking world and people like that are obviously hypocrites, right? Like you could you could easily see that they're hypocritical. So they're not really talking about or really standing on the things that they talk about. They don't stand on business, right? They never stand on business. Most liberals, let's be honest, most black liberals, most blacks who are liberal, they're race hustlers and they bait white people by attacking them. So you can only attack a person long, long enough to where they go, all right, I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to speak my end. And when they speak, when these white people defend themselves, they get called racist. They get called this, that, and third. Most black Democrats, most black liberals are, in fact, race baiters. Negroes like myself, who's dealt and who's done business and who's had a lot of friendships, a lot of relationships with white people, I don't look at them as the enemy. I don't look at their identity as a part of something that I dislike, right? I don't look at what they even represent as something that can be opposed to me unless they're anti-black. And if they're anti-black, then I'm anti-white them, You know what I mean? I'm not anti-white people, but if they happen to be white, then I'm anti-them, and it is what it is. I don't prioritize race because I'm too old for that. I think that's a young man's game. That's a person who's never really 
been out there, never communicated with different people, never understood different people's perspectives, closed-minded individuals. And I'm not saying that I'm just like this intellectual person, but I'm not a dummy either. So I'm not going to say neither for that. But what I'm saying is I, I operate on my own frequency. I don't, I don't, I don't go along with this bullshit, right? I'm not going to let a group of white people tell me that an, another group of white people are racist. Like I just can't, it doesn't make sense to me. It's stupid. Right wing are the violent ones. Y'all remember when Roe v. Wade got overturned? Oh, but the right wing are, are the violence. Typically. Y'all remember when Maxine Waters stood outside and said, when you see them out in public, you let them know that they are not welcomed. It- remember that? Maxine Waters, that's that black evil bitch that I was thinking about. She from Cali, that black evil whore. I don't know what niggas in Cali, y'all shout out. Y'all gotta y'all gotta hop on. We 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 open, we let niggas jump on board over here. Shout out to the Cali niggas, but y'all got to start being more conservative. You don't see Paco and all these other niggas taking over your neighborhoods? This ain't about race per se. This is a cultural issue that I'm talking about. But y'all niggas know what the fuck I'm talking about. That bitch Maxine Waters, that bitch is evil. She's the wicked witch of the West. Just like how uh, Jesse Lee Peterson said. Shout out to Jesse Lee Peterson. He black. What the? Okay. He black. Hold up, hold up. Slut. Okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. A pot smoking slut. <laughs> I am offended that our children are not receiving affordable gender reassignment surgery along with hormone blockers. Hormone blockers. Hormone blockers. <laughs> Ooh. Yo, these niggas is tweaking, man. What the? You know what I'm saying? These niggas is burnt out, man. What type of shit is this? What the? Yeah, man. This evil ass bitch inciting violence. <clears throat> Here's another Democrat inciting violence. <laughs> and nobody does anything about it. Yeah, this shit crazy, bro. This is some Twilight Zone shit, man. Because think about any conservative any Republican saying some shit like this? Oh my God, they're plastering his face on the wall. He's a wanted man. Dead or alive. But Maxine Waters, she black. This old black decrepit ass bitch. Come on, man. Come on now. It's freedom of speech, nigga. Come on now. All right. This old decrepit black bitch. What type of shit is this? What the? What the? Free speech. Free speech, bitch. What the? Okay. This old decrepit hoe. Come on, man. Come on, now. <laughs> Come on, now. This old decrepit bitch. Yeah, yeah, this bitch is inciting violence. All types of crazy shit, man. What type of fuck shit is going on here, man? More. Coonan. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember when Chuck Schumer said that you will release the whirlwind, Kavanaugh? Y'all, y'all, y'all remember Trump's, y'all, y'all remember that? But right-wing people are the extremists and the violent ones. Right-wing rural white people are the extremists and violent ones. But I just gave you instances of Democrats being violent and trying to stoke up violence in the case of Maxine Waters and Chuck Schumer. Hmm. Interesting how that works. 
Very interesting how that works. Conan. Goodness gracious. Niggers. Goodness gracious. Niggerism. This is A what this is. Back to the whites. Back to the victim. Yo, these white people are selling blacks. I want y'all to think about this. This is a spiritual warfare we're dealing with. These white liberals are pandering to blacks racial like propaganda against them as white people. Once again, I want y'all to think about this. White people telling black people not to fuck with white people when they are, in fact, you guessed it, white people. Can somebody break this shit down to me or am I just fucking retarded? I don't understand this shit. Graphic. Um, Tom, Here we go. what else do they have in common? Uh, with, well, you know, I think that the what what really matters I mean, at what this makes point them in time. vulnerable? Oh, well, a lot of that has to do with, uh, as a starting point, the problems that rural America has, which are very real and very profound. Mm -hmm. um, they have uh, the more... Uh, problematic uh, education systems. They have right. poor infrastructure. They so does the hood. Bingo. So does the hood. Had a, a lack of economic opportunity. We've seen a lot of manufacturing. What does this all sound like? You see, and these people don't realize what they're doing. If you think about it, many black people, and this is why I've always said, black people have more connection to white people than they have Africans. And what I mean by this is on a cultural, economic, and just on the front of Western civilization and Western culture, we have more things in common than we don't. Our appearances, we don't have in common, but certain beliefs that we have in this country, we have in common. Christianity is a great example. Christianity is supposed to be something that brings the world together, right? But the problem is the people became too egotistical and they wanted to be gods. And these weird, twisted, satanic, fruity ass niggas like TD Snakes, Creflo wants some more dollar, Eddie Long's dead ass, and all these other perverts is that they became too egotistical. And the people that follow them, they become mindless slaves. And they believe what they say. They don't even believe in God. They just believe what the people of God say. How is that possible? This is idol worship. You look at this person, this is idolatry. You look at this person as an idol when you should be looking at the most high. But once again, I don't want to get too deep into that. What you have here is just a bunch of bullshit. Cause like like Doc Rich said, everything that he said, you can you can translate that to black people, black communities, black areas, not different from rural communities. The only difference is, and I know this from experience, I don't live in a rural area, but I work in a rural area that's like less than five miles away from where I'm at now, right? <clears throat> the problems that they have in their area is what I consider to be like first world problems. Like their issue is, hey, we don't want, this is real issues too, because I live in, I, I don't live in an area, but I work in an area similar. We don't want warehouses, in our cities. We don't want warehouses in our towns. This isn't a city. This is a town. We want the warehouses to be as far away from us as possible. So they're against warehouses being built. But there'll also be a group of people that say, well, we need better jobs. What? So wait, 
you need better jobs. These people are trying to build warehouses that, of course, brings jobs. And these aren't, you know, these warehouse gigs, you know, they pay a decent chunk of change. Right. So they ain't like you ain't getting nothing. But they're like, no, we don't want we don't want warehouses, but we need jobs like nigga, get the fuck out of here. That's first world problems. And black communities, black communities, in my opinion, need more. Uh, I would have a program that would put more warehouses and that would train more black people to be forklift drivers and train more black people to be equipment uh, operators and of machinery so they can have their positions and have their offices and warehouses around these communities to bring in more revenue for the community. But that's common fucking sense. Apparently, these people don't have it jobs leave from rural areas. And that kind of left them open to someone like Donald Trump, who would come along and tell them something that was true, that there is a system that has not served them well. Mm-hmm. And he... Oh, so can we say that same thing about the hood, too, then? Because, I mean, you just described the hood. I'm just saying. You just described the hood. Legit. Legit. Of course. Conan. You'd never say that, right? Niggerism. He said... Pissed off. They are pissed off, and they have some reason to be. Mm-hmm. With both parties, um, the the trouble is that Donald Trump uh, gave them was not something that was actually going to fix those problems, but was just a, a, a kind of a, a way to channel their rage and anger. And you know, we've been told for so long, especially Democrats have been told. You mean the same thing that the Democrats been doing for black people for how many decades? How many generations? Can we, can we y'all really want to talk about this? These I wish these fucking people will, will will put me on their fucking show. I would embarrass these people. I'd mop the floor with these motherfuckers, man. I'd make all these snowflakes melt. You know what I'm saying? These niggas ain't shit. Same talking points, right? But y'all been pacifying the black community for decades and for generations by promising black people shit and bringing nothing to the table when the time comes. Oh, I've been paying attention to (laughs) y'all. I've been paying attention to y'all cocksuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all been y'all been doing this to black people and minorities. You're starting to do it to Hispanics now. And luckily the Hispanics are waking up more to y'all. Y'all think black people out of pocket. Wait till you hear these Hispanics talk about Trump. This shit is this shit is out of pocket. Those niggas is crazy. I'm talking about the Hispanics that were born in America. They're Americans like everybody else, their experiences and why they fuck with Trump and why they're against the illegal immigration situation. That's going to kill every racism narrative. That's going to kill every single propaganda tool that was used to make Trump seem like the dictator. That's going to set everything on fire. Hopefully they saving that for the end, because I'm telling you, you go to places in California you got blacks, Hispanics, white people. They all fuck with Trump out, out there. But it's only in certain places. It's like, Calif- you look at California. California is big as fuck, bro. It's like, it's the biggest state, my nigga. Look at it. So many different areas and so many different landscapes and so many different geographical spots, like places near the mountains, places near the beach, all this all this land and only only thing people notice is a couple of liberals, a couple Democrats in Los Angeles, but they're not looking at California. They're not looking at the entire state. 
And in order to get rural voters, to get them to listen to you, you have to go there, you have to really empathize right. with them, you have to show them that you understand their lives, you have to, you know, put on a Carhartt jacket and go right. out to somebody's right. farm. Have a and, beer. And yeah, maybe yeah. milk a cow. Yes. <laughs> and, it- and these are cornball, degenerate leftoids. They're not entertaining, they're not funny people, they're disingenuous. You know what I'm saying? They ain't, they ain't spitting facts. These niggas are degenerates. There's no wonder why people just don't listen to them anymore. They're not watching these people. So these guys are scrubs. So I get high in my basement, come up with better concepts and ideas and things to talk about than these fucking degenerates. It's like, Jesus Christ, Like what are y'all even talking about now? Oh, well, you know, the guy has to go out there, have a beer, this and that. Nigga, the, the, the president, has got, he just got to show up and spit facts. Fuck all this kissing baby shit. Fuck that. Those days are over. That's why Trump, that's why, pff, those days are over. Let Trump back in. Uncle T comes back in. Y'all cocksuckers, all y'all liberals can leave the country for all I care. I have no respect. I have no chill this time around. 2020, I was trying to be reasonable. I'm like, hey, let the best man win. Even though I'm saying to myself, like, yeah, <laughs> old ass nigga, get this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, this time around 2024, there's no chill. No chill, man. No chill. The left got to get violated. No chill. No chill. Zero chill. None of that was true. No. When Donald Trump came along, he didn't do any of that stuff. He was just a conduit for their rage, their anger, their resentment. And that turned out to be what they wanted. And it wasn't really about the material uh, conditions of their lives because he didn't improve their lives. But he got more support in rural areas in 2020 than he had in 2016, despite the fact that none of their problems had gotten any better under him. Oh, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a great point. You know, because, you know, as black folks, when we talk about some of these black cities that, uh, you know, predominantly black cities that are run by Democrats. Democrats, um, crime, drugs. They haven't really gotten any better. Yeah, crime, drugs. a matter of fact, a lot of them have gotten worse. Go ahead. Yep, we know that. Chicago. Uh Uh-huh. So are you saying that we should not be voting for the Democrats that we continually vote for? Because those cities haven't gotten any better. The conditions for... Hey, like I said, these established Democrats have been pacifying the black for decades and generations. You know, like, and here's the thing. <coughs> I'm, I'm never a person, or I never want to be the, that person who's just the opposition. Meaning, <coughs> I'm just a person on the other side because of a side. I'm still fairly neutral. I don't promote Republicans like that, but I'll, I fuck with Trump, but I don't promote Republicans like that. I'm not a super political person, but I know here and there about what's going on politically. I can know that the left ain't shit. I know that for a fact, like, yo, for black people, at least white people, y'all have your own experience. You have your own, you know what I'm saying? But for black people, especially black people in the inner cities, especially black people in tough neighborhoods, terrible school systems, violence at an all time high, everything, everything under the sun, but the most high. Y'all, y'all have just been conditioned and told lies by white people who you believe are there to protect you. And they're the ones that keep you where you're at. They've been lying to you people from the from from day one. 
It wasn't until I figured this shit out socially. I had to figure it out socially first before I got more political. And by socially, I mean going out there, communicating with people, actually debating with people about certain issues. And I realized that the talking point of the left is all about emotions. It's all about and there's not it's not like um, when somebody's passionate, some people will say, well, that person's emotional. Now nah, he's just passionate. You know, what I mean, some people, when they're passionate, they get loud and other people will look at it and misconstrued it with somebody trying to talk over somebody when they're just enthusiastic about saying what they have to say. But see, that's what separates an argument from a debate. Right. Or just a simple discord of somebody saying something and maybe someone disagrees and is enthusiastic about proving to the person that they are, in fact, wrong. I noticed that the talking point of the left is when you hit a vocal point and by hitting hitting not not even a vocal point, hitting the vital points of a conversation, you trigger them by you triggering them. They react by resorting to name calling. They react by trying to uh, belittle you. But then like it's it's one of those it's it's the same pattern with these guys. Right. If you if I were if I was on that panel and say, but hey, what about. What about these black people that support you guys as Democrats? You can go into the urban neighborhood. You can go into the urban environment. They're going to tell you the same thing that the rural community is telling you. Now, in New York City, especially within the past four years, it's almost been electrifying where black people one by one and then it becomes tens. And now it's hundreds of black people telling you this nigga Trump needs to get back in as soon as possible. They're not trying to, hey, why do you think? Because, nigga, he needs to get back in as soon as... They don't even want to explain it. It's like self-explanatory at this point. Well, shit, look at the economy. See, what's funny about politics, one of the funny things about politics, especially with Trump, is that he's not a politician. So, of course, politicians... Think about this for a second. Let's be logical. This is the only president that did not get elected as a general did not get elected as a politician or an official of any kind. The politicians are not going to want to give him credit for much because he's one of the people that didn't have to go through all the bullshit that they had to get through to even get close to where Trump is at today. So, of course, they're going to be hating on this nigga. But why would they give him credit for doing anything? Look at Joe Biden. He's been in he's been in around out and about close to office for 47 years didn't do a goddamn thing positive for black people besides get these niggas incarcerated. There's no other way to put it. You blacks have been lied to, tricked, bamboozled, hit with the flim flam, hit with the rope of dope. All right. (laughs) Y'all been played. Okay. My black brothers and sisters have not, have not gotten any better. Talk about Memphis. We can talk about Atlanta. We talk about Baltimore. Hey, yo, shout out to Memphis, yo. I was, uh, what was I listening to? I was listening to old 3-6 Mafia. It was, it was 3-6 Mafia. It was somebody else that I was listening to. But shout out to Memphis. I know Memphis is, Memphis is crazy, bro. 
Oh, rest in peace, Young Dolph, right? I'm pretty sure Young Dolph was from Memphis. Right? But Memphis is crazy. Now, I don't know how Memphis is ran politically. I, I would only assume, I hate to say this, I hate to be prejudiced about it, but I can only assume that Memphis is probably ran by, you know, Democrats. Only assuming, of course. But um, yeah, Memphis is known for getting busy. A lot of a lot of shit. It's not the music. It's not just the music that's popping off in Memphis. Catch my drift, all right? When you, when you speak about some of these cities where black people vote heavily in favor of these Democrats and put these Democrats in position the to 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 help the community, there is no improvement. It's only downward. So what you're saying is we shouldn't be voting Democrat. What you're saying is as a country, we should vote for Trump because as a country, we were in a much better position under Trump than we were current than we are currently under Biden. Our dollars went further under Trump. Gas prices weren't as high under Trump. Grocery prices weren't as high under Trump. The border wasn't wide open. Under Trump, like a we hoe, under threat of World War Three. The fucking border is wide open, like a hoe. All right. Under Trump, even amongst all of the fear mongering, Trump's going to lead us into the next disastrous war. He's going to get us into a war. Blah 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 blah. The constant fear mongering, and it's Biden that has got us on the brink. It's Democrats that have the irony. So again, so basically what you're saying here and what you're describing here is the fact that we shouldn't be voting Democrat. We should actually vote Republican. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Great analysis. All that he gave them was a way to essentially give a big middle finger to Democrats. You know what's interesting? And I never thought about this until just now, right? There's a huge difference between voting a particular party and actually identifying as a particular party. Let me let me briefly break this down for idiots out there and peons and degenerates and jobbers and jabronis, right? All right, so I'm voting Republican 2024. I'm voting for Trump. Am I really supporting the Republican Party like that? No, not really. Am I dissing the Republican Party like that? No, not really. I mean, they they got some rhino Republicans that I've, I've, I I they they're like the scum of the fucking earth. Like they're the ter- they're the worst people ever. The rhino Republicans are just degenerates. They're they're like worse than the lunatic liberals. They're they're degenerates. They're no different. Um, just like the extreme dynamic. So the extreme right are a group of fucking degenerates just like the extreme left. We all, people in the center can agree with that. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because the left can say, can say, yeah, we do got some radical, socialist, communistic scumbags. And we can say, all right, so the alt-right do have a couple of cross-burning, nigga-hating type of individuals. We can agree on both ends of the spectrum. It doesn't mean I align with either end. Even if I talk about things on a conservative, on a, on more of a conservative perspective, I'm not necessarily looking at myself as this C for conservative type of guy. But 
I like trolling liberals. I like making them mad. I get a kick out of it. I despise and disagree with this whole woke agenda. I'm not going along with the multi-dimensional, multi-genders, multi-pronoun, multi-colorful world. So I would automatically, I guess, be put into that extreme category because unlike these other people, you know, and then it can be business ventures, it can be sponsorships, it can be people that they associate with, people they work with, maybe they are of that stock. I don't associate with those people. I refuse to associate with those people. Um, I enjoy being a loner. Like I enjoy being alone. Um, I deal with people when I have to deal with people, AKA when I go to work, I deal with people enough five days a week when I go to work. So when I don't have to deal with people, guess what? I don't deal with people. Um, some people will say, Hey, isn't that like unhealthy? I say, absolutely not. I only get two days to myself. Like, it's not like I have a week. Now, technically, I had four days to myself, but I worked Friday. If I didn't, if I didn't work Friday, I would have had five days, which would have been so good. Man, I can just imagine that. Anyway, if I don't have to, like for me, like I don't have to be a particular side of the fence to be a part of something. I can stand comfortably by myself, right? And stand on business, right? And not be a bitch, not be a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so for me, I don't I don't play really the political games, but I do troll liberals. So 2024, I'm definitely a Republican. Okay. This year, I'm I'm a radical Republican. Fuck it. There's too many people that I dislike that dislike Republicans for me not to be a Republican. I know that's childish, that's petty, but who the fuck cares? All right? This is the Crash Out Coliseum. That's to people who live in cities and to the rest of the country. Isn't he more than a conduit to their rage? Isn't he also um, a symbol of their aspirations to an extent? They are, but what are their aspirations? As we write to be the rich. Book, I guess, but they're not getting there, right? Poverty is... so. So we're going to pretend that Trump was never considered the American dream before politics. We're going to pretend that Trump was never at a point where he was rolling in dough and had bitches everywhere. Like, get the fuck out of here. That's the reason why a lot of blue collar guys look at Trump still as that guy today. He's a representation of that. Even the people in New York, they're not going to tell you that up front, but realistically, that's how they feel. Okay? Y'all niggas is shot out. This shit is embarrassing. I love when uh, mainstream media, like, they, it's like they belittle themselves. Like, we don't have to do it. They do it, they do it for us. In between 20... And why aren't they seeing that? I think this is the disconnect, right? They'd rather channel their rage. I think what a lot of rural white Americans have decided is that their economic fortunes are decided by globalization and, frankly, late stage capitalism, which is eating up all the mom and pop stores and taking away, you know, the uh, the extractive industries and coal and farming and so forth. So they might as well vote on their cultural issues. They might as well vote on God's God, gun and religion because they feel like neither party is going to deliver any material benefit. They're not going to revert. What's wrong with voting? All right, so this is where I point out, once again, the godless traits that these liberals have. 
what's wrong with voting for God, guns, and freedom? Is that like a code for white supremacy? Because I want to join. If that's the code of white supremacy, then let me in. Because I'm voting for God, guns, freedom, liberty, and justice for everybody. Like I, I think that's that's kind of like how things used to be where we had things like, I don't know. The amendments? Are these people stupid? What is this? What talking point? Where what, what where are we at right now? Yo, this shit crazy, my nigga. I can't I can't take this anymore. This is crazy. So now you're telling me. So, so they just want to take God out of everything. I don't even think it's the guns that they're mad about. It's the God thing. They're like, there's just too much God being. We don't know him. This is how these people are. This, they're just that egotistical. I haven't met God before because you're a degenerate. You're a degenerate. No, no, no wonder. You know what I mean? You go to all these parades. You got these grown men. They get dragged. They get walked with dog leashes. This is like acceptable. No wonder you guys are godless. You don't believe in any, you know, God. So, I mean, of course, you guys are going to be degenerates. What a surprise. Like, I've never seen. I mean, there's a couple people that I've met who were semi successful, who kind of were like, you know, anti-religious, but their money was the only interesting thing about them, right? They had no, they had no charisma. They had really no, they couldn't really communicate well. Like, it was just weird, right? And that's what reminds me of the liberals. Like these are the people who kind of have everything, the limousine liberals, not you guys, not, not the pathetic low life liberals that don't have anything going on that goes and sees a therapist and, and pops like, 10 different pills a week. Not you guys. Um, these these limousine liberals, they do all that shit on the fly. They pop pills, snort e-pills, whatever, ecstasy, whatever they do. Their talking point is from where they're at. <coughs> but like I said earlier, they're like a they're they're a form of a they're like the thought police. Right? So like they're in charge of what you think. They know that because of their level of success and fame and recognition that you'll easily listen to what they got to say, even if it's a bunch of lies. You know, Taylor Swift tells people that she's voting for Biden. I guess all these degenerate white bitches are voting for Joe Biden. What can I say? Just a waste. The closure of rural pharmacies and rural hospitals and rural healthcare it's a waste. facilities, which are now disappearing, not because of communism and not because of socialism, but because of capitalism, right? Rural pharmacies and hospitals are closing because they're not money makers, and unless they're part of a regional chain, they're disappearing. So Trump comes in and says, let's just hate on cities, let's yeah. just hate on minorities, let's hate on immigrants, and at least they can deliver on that. And so they're not even voting in their. Where did Trump say, let's let's hate all minorities? Where? Yeah, see, this that's how they add it. That's the that's the liberal logic. Well, they say, hey, Trump's against migrants. So I guess he's against Mexicans. What? So first of all, all the migrants are Mexican. That sounds racist. Liberal white person. Oh, well, Trump hates all minorities. Well, Trump hates, you know, Trump hates migrants. Trump hates all minorities. Like, wait. What are you what are y'all even trying to prove here? Like y'all sound dumb. Liberal logic. Liberal logic. It's a double L for him. Liberal 
and logic, but they're twice as losers, twice as low lives, and just meaning like they they have no fucking they stand on nothing. It's like they're levitating. It's like they're that satanic. They're levitating. They stand on nothing. They're floating. It's like witchcraft. Trump said that. Whereas Trump said, hey, let's hate, let's hate on minorities. Let's hate on black folks. Let's, let's hate on this group. Let's hate on that group. Where, where, where has he said that? Because I can show you where Joe Biden called black kids roaches. roaches. Wow. I can show you where Joe Biden said uh, Barack Obama is the first clean uh, and articulate mainstream black male. I can show you that video. I can show you that. I can show you. I can show you the images of Joe Biden cozying up with. You know what, though? I hate to say that. I hate to say what I'm about to say, and I'm not necessarily saying that Biden was right about Barack Obama, but there is something to be said about that comment. Hear me out. So we all know the type of person that Joe Biden is today, right? The people that influenced him, the people that he was close with, you know, like the white separatist and Robert Byrd, the former Grand Wizard, the Ku Klux Klan. You do your fucking homework. All right, how about that? What's fucking with that? Do your homework. So you know this nigga's a racist, right? You do know Trump. Like you know, you know Trump is like the furthest thing from a racist as a president, and Biden is the quintessential Colonel Sanders of racism. Like he's known worldwide as a racist. Generation after generation, you had Robin Williams, rest in peace. He did. He died. He self-deleted. Apparently, he rope danced. I don't believe it. I think they killed him. But that's neither here or there. Even Robin Williams was frying. (coughs) Even Robin Williams was frying Joe Biden back in the 80s. How bad can you get? You know, I'm pretty sure that Robin Williams, he just he lived like a liberal. So I guess he was a liberal. But even he was like, what the? He did. Enough's enough, man. The shenanigans, the foolishness, all right? We doing three-hour episodes, man. This is gangster, all right? It's been a while. Fuck it. It's been a minute. Like I said, I didn't record this morning because, um, what did I do this morning? <coughs> Excuse me. It's joint. I rolled like a 2.5 gram joint. I just smoked it just now. Bro, I'm lit. Drinking on some green tea. Turkey Hill. Matter of fact, let me pour some more. Pause for the calls. Hold on. Hopefully the sound catches this. Yeah, man. Drinking the green tea. I had a cold like a week and a half ago. And I thought I still had a little bit of that left. So like last night or two nights ago, I started taking these uh, oregano pills. People that don't know about oregano pills, hear me out. So this is the multi-dimensional podcast. So I go here, there, everywhere. But this right here is is definitely a jewel dropper. So people that don't like medicine like me, Even though I like smoking weed, I, I guess marijuana is medicine at this point. It is legal in Jersey, so I don't like cough medicine, right? 
So I don't like NyQuil. I don't like cough syrup. Lean codeine for the sake of like, because I've had I've had a uh, promethazine and like lean and shit. I've had that shit before, right? I had that drink before. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, I understand why niggas get addicted to it. That's why I don't do it. I've done it several times, though. I'm not ashamed of it, but it's not my proudest moment. But I was like, God damn, this shit is official. Like, I had the double cup, you know, the Jolly Ranch. I had the Jolly Ranchers and the Gummy Bears. You had the Jolly Ranchers, the Gummy Bears, you know what I mean? The walk. You had to you pour in the walk, as we called it. The walk. Shake the walk up. It gets walky, man. It gets very walky. With the, with the Sprite, it gets very walky. With the walk... It's not good. You mud walking? Yo, so show, shout out to my niggas in Texas. The only niggas in <laughs> Yo, you mud walking? Oh, no. Off the lean? Ay, ay, ay. Right? Nigga leaning like a mailbox. What the? All right, anyway. But yeah, you know. <coughs> not a fan of cough medicine. And. I was told about oregano pills and what oregano pills do. Now, here's here's what's here's what's even funnier about oregano pills. First of all, they're fucking disgusting. They're not disgusting per se, but like you can take it. It's like it was it was, it was like a gel tab. They're small gel tabs. I took like two of them. All right, and like an hour. I'm like coughing up all this shit that was just stuck in my chest. Like, it's just disgusting. It was the most, like, it was like Nickelodeon slime, my nigga. It was like Nickelodeon slime coming out of my chest. Shit was graphic, all right? But it worked. So, oregano pills. Because Robitussin tastes like shit. All the cough medicines take like taste like ass. Shit's nasty. Shit nasty, and I ain't no kid, nigga. Fuck it, I'll die. I'm not taking no cough syrup. Unless it's lean. If it's lean, I'll take some of it. I'm black. The K-member group, or former K-member, right? Mr. Bird. Oh. I can show Robert you. Robert Bird? Oh, okay. Plenty of videos of Donald Trump mm-hmm. denouncing that very same group, even though mainstream media. Oh, nah, Trump was cooking these, these Klansmen back in the day. He was cooking David Duke and all these niggas. Nobody remembers this, though. That's what's crazy. Oh, yeah, Trump was out here cooking these Klansmen, nigga. Like, what the fuck? He's like, I disembow. I disembow. What the f- Yo, come on, man. This was back in the days where uh, Donald Trump was around black individuals who are not really fans of Trump today. I wonder why. You know black people like Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. The usual suspects. The usual agents, nigga. Fed boys, okay? Jesse Jackson, he's a federal uh, informant. Al Sharpton's a federal informant and a race soldier. All these race hustlers and race soldiers... <clears throat> it's like these Negroes, they, they take turns. It's like almost, it's like a coonathon. It's like they participate. They got raffle tickets. Niggas is cooning. Niggas is cooning on standby. Like niggas, 
they just coon for the hell of it. Like, yo, oh, a black person got shot by a by a white man, we on the way, brother. We gotta do something about our people. Our people are getting gunned down and all, all this type of fuck shit, nigga. Get the fuck out of here with that shit, nigga. This ain't the sixties anymore. I'm not tolerating it. I don't know about these blacks. I don't know about these Negroes. I'm not tolerating that anymore. You take that race, take that race hustling shit and go to Salma, go to Oklahoma or whatever the fuck. They, go there. We don't want that shit over here. All right. Niggas is tweaking. I, I don't got time for none of this shit. As soon as I hear these old niggas talking, I'm like, yo, turn it off, bro. I already know what this is. See, that's why I, I got to give people, I even though I'm a Malcolm X enthusiast, right? I still got to give people like Louis Farrakhan credit because even though a lot of shit he be saying is like out of pocket and wild, like, He's still more lit than half of these other niggas. Like, yo, who's Al Sharpton? Get this old nigga the fuck out of here. We don't want to hear this, Negro. Because you was out here. You was out here shaking hands with these devils. You was out here shaking hands with Lyndon B. Johnson. You was out here with these fucking white supremacists. So you can kick rocks. The shit that you say, Negro, is 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 fucking irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? And, And fuck what you represent and fuck your whole civil rights thing, too. Nigga, I'm black. Fuck it. That civil rights shit was always set by, was set up by design to destroy black people. And now I understand what Jesse Lee Peterson talks about. Matter of fact, hold up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We lit. It's, it's, it's 45 minutes and we, we lit. We lit. We, we just did close to two hours on the last segment. We lit because, uh, like I said, I did nothing this morning. I did nothing last night at work. <coughs> I was really just, I was actually really just trying to get the fuck out of the job, do my eight and hit the gate. But uh, I want to go to JLP where he talks about civil rights, right? Now, as a black person, you may say to yourself, well, why would a black person be against civil rights? Well, it was not, it was not the, it wasn't. It wasn't the cause that I was against. It was the solution that came with it. All right. So I got to speak in very I got to speak in a very uh, code induced fashion. Right. It was not the cause that I'm against. It was the solution. All right. Um, yeah, because this, this nigga be cooking. This nigga be cooking, bro. JLP's a legend. Um, civil rights is a democratic scam. This is from two years ago. All right. We, we just doing this on the fly. I owe it to y'all. So we're going to do this on the fly. This is from Jesse Lee Peterson. He has a channel, Jesse Lee Peterson. Check it out. Let's, 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 let's talk about this, right? This is going to get based. All is well, sir. How are you? <laughs> oh, wonderful. He black, yeah, man. Cool. I just had a question for you. Okay. And I just wanted to see. Um, why do you say white people need to stand up against black people? Like, I thought your goal was to unite races. And to me, that sounds divisive. Do you think that sounds divisive when you say that? No, not at all. What I want to do is unite the blacks and the whites back together. You might not be aware, but for the last 70 years, 
uh, so give or take, black people have been blaming white folks. They have been beating up white people, knocking them out, going into their <laughs> stores, robbing, and, and still, even during the daytime, there's like a group of them are rushing to a white business. <laughs> And the blacks have been begging for affirmative action and reparations. They want to get into the white people's schools. And when they get in, they destroy them. They have been um, blaming the white people for their uh, failure. They're not capable. Based. And instead of white people loving them enough to say, nope. Based. <laughs> this nigga Jesse Lee Peter, he black. This nigga black. This nigga black as hell. This nigga black, black. He black. All right. He not seal black, like he's not Akon black, but he a black black, all right? You dig? He not Wesley Snipes black. He's not Charlie Murphy black. Rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. He up. He's not like, what's another black? He's not like an Apollo Creed black, but he's a black, all right? He black. This is base though. Y'all got y'all to gotta pay attention. Oh. Oh, that's not true. No such thing as racism. I don't hate you. Your problem starts in the home and you're listening to your so-called black leaders afterward. Uh, uh, black people are going out of control. But if white people were to stand up and push back, black people would settle down again. <laughs> that makes sense? Oh, uh, so what? I mean, I, 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 yo, I'm surprised he actually turned him because <laughs> anybody else would have spazzed out. I was waiting for one of those people to go, man, you a coon, you a coon. That's all they go. That's all they, that's the only, yo, if you think about it, these Negroes are so illogical that they describe themselves trying to point somebody else out. It's almost like what I talk about with these women. Not all, not all, not all, but most. The Scallies. A Scally, right? She's a Scally. What the fuck? <laughs> she's, a, she's a smooch, right? These, The smooch, right? <clears throat> the neighborhood smooch. What type of shit is this, yo? What is this world coming to? <laughs> the neighborhood smooch, right? These whores, right? They... they, they they are so like it's hard to describe it like they they tell on themselves like when they when they try to expose men they'll talk about how you know men are trash and men are terrible and they talk about all those men that they slept with she just called herself a a whore you you you've been ran down on by the men that you're talking filthy about so you're not any better and you don't play a good enough victim for people to feel sorry for you it's the same situation with a lot of these blacks who play victim. Their story doesn't line up to anything that's really going on in their lives, but they played a part. And these white liberals, instead of telling them to get a fucking job and stop being lazy. And I'm really with the shits. Like I, if white people were like that, I wouldn't consider that racist at all. Those white, the white people that tell these niggas to get a job and stop being lazy. To me, those are the white people that give a fuck about you. These other white people, they just want you to be happy so you ain't violent and robbing them. These niggas are petrified, but at the same time, they can care less if you live or die, realistically. Go along and get along. Oh, we'll promise you reparations if you vote for us. Wink, wink. 
We know how this shit works. Come on now. I understand where you're coming from. And, and where am I coming from? What you understand about it now? Um, from what you're saying, it sounds like, uh, like you're saying like black people may be kind of like destroying things that white people may have set up. Yes. And, uh, and uh, they may be like crying, racism or something like that. Do you hear them doing that? To make an excuse. Some people. Yeah, some, some black people, right? Um, and do you agree with me that if white people stood up and said, no, this is not true, wouldn't those black people eventually settle down and start taking care of themselves and start whining? What's not true? Like, what do you mean, what's not true? That is not the white man's fault that black people are losers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that it's the white man's fault. Right. Black people are losers. But, uh, but that's what they're making white people think. So what? I said, I wouldn't describe it as calling black people losers. I mean, Would you call it like success? Would you call no. it success? Uh, overall? Like, I, I, overall, yeah, I would call black people a success. Would a successful like, people be... The only way, and this is just being like, being like an American black, right? This is just me describing this as an American black, right? The only way that black people are technically successful is on an economic level. And that's only, that only goes as far as the country that we're in. So if you notice black people outside of this country are black people who are from the islands are black people from the Caribbeans, they have a better work ethic than a lot of American blacks. They'll be the ones to tell you. And it's true, right? When they come to America, when they see black people in this country, they see a different people. They don't see themselves in those people because their work ethics are different. Culturally, they're different. Black people around the world are simply different. We're not all the same. But we're the only people that believe it. We'll call an African person our brother, but they won't look at us as anything close to an associate. Because our culture is different. We have different beliefs. Right? But in America, for some reason, if it's one black person from Arkansas who gets shot, every black person has got to react to that. If a black person is shot by a black person, we don't even bat an eye. We don't, we say, oh, that happens all the time. We've been conditioned to believe that this shit is actually normal. So many communities function off of that belief that it's hypocritical it becomes more hypocritical when a black man is killed by a police officer or a black man or a non-white man is killed by a white man that these people tell on themselves they're hypocrites. White man kills a black a white man kills a black man then we have to we have to riot, we have to march. Oh, this is racism. As if people 
don't like a white person like this is how crazy mainstream media is. I want you to think about it like this as well. They'll use something like um, they'll use something like confrontation. If there's a confrontation and it's between a white person and a black person, mainstream media, the left leaning mainstream media, they'll have to make it racism. Right. And if it better, if it if it suits them, they're going to take the black side just to get the black people to participate and react. So let's say a black person goes up to a white person and instigates an argument and the white guy decides to defend himself and beats the guy to fuck up. When media gets their hands on it, they're going to make that white guy a white supremacist. They're going to make him a Trump supporter. They're going to make him anti they're going to make him, um, you know, uh, anti-Israel. They're going to make him anything or everything to make him suitable as this bad person. And the black person is always going to be seen as the innocent one. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't done this and that, which is interesting due to the circumstances that usually take place. On average, white people don't shoot and rob black people. It's actually on average that black people in certain areas, and I'm saying to be specific, only in certain areas where a majority of black people will in fact rob white people. All right. Now, just because I'm saying it and I'm a black person doesn't mean I'm robbing black people or anybody listening who's black robbing uh, white people or whatever. But it is what it is. Okay. They wait for an incident that happens like, you know, when's the last time a black person shot? Uh, what's the last time a, a cop shoot, shot a black person? Right. But there was riots and protests about police brutality. There was defund the police. And now the liberals are crying and complaining that the illegal immigrants are jumping a New York City Police Department cop. What do y'all want? Wh- which one? Which one do you want? You voted for these people to come into the country. Now they're in the country. and Now you want them to leave. But y'all voted for this. And it's just like how human, how everybody is as human beings. We're the cause of our own misery. A lot of times, like we're, we are the causes of our own misery. We, we want things, but don't fully think about the consequences that could come with those things. It just sounds good on paper. It's like civil rights. It sounds good on paper until you see the effects of it. Years after, decades after, generations after, presidents after. Would a successful people be blaming and taking and wanting free education, free affirmative, everything free? Where's the success in that? No successful people would not. Right, so they're not successful. Um, well... But like you like to say, like not all, not all. Right, not all, not all, not all, not all, but um, most. But not all. Yeah. But um, I, I want to ask though, since since you were talking about it, the way you feel like things are, wouldn't it kind of be like the fault of like the people of your generation? You know what I'm saying? The reason that black people might be in the condition that we are. What, what do you mean, like, my how do we let it? Like, because when I listen to you, it sounds like. You talk about there were better days in the past. Yes. Things were just better back then. Yeah. And I think some things were better back then. I mean, I wasn't there. I can just listen How to How old are you, Malachi? Uh, I'm 30. Were 30. you born in Georgia? 
Yes. Oh, okay. Go ahead. All right, but um, uh, back to my question. Um, like, why, if things were so good back then, like, how did like people let it slide to the way it is now? That's a good question. Like, buddy. clearly, if things were like better back then, and you know, I guess. All right, here's the problem, and I'm and I just wanted to play a little bit of that just so he could explain why civil rights wasn't necessarily the best thing for black people. I know that sounds crazy, but do your homework. Um, the thing that happened was, and I think he does have, that's probably the only, well, he's agreed with most of what JLP was saying, but one of the things that I agree with is the previous generations of men um, the previous generations of those who could have been insightful and those who could have helped simply didn't help. And I think a lot of the previous generations abandoned the generation coming up. And I think it's actually just natural. If you think about it in terms of like generations of like millennials, right? Millennials were looked at at were looked at by Gen X as pretty much well boomers and Gen X looked at millennials as lazy and you know all this other bullshit right and now the millennials look at Gen Z the same way I think that's natural but I think the people in the past simply died off the people who've learned to live and actually uh, be happy in a world without technology and actually be more healthier, more mentally healthier and, and not have to deal with saying something that offends somebody. And you actually had to go outside and communicate with people to actually have a conversation. I think that helped their generation a lot more than our generations of today. You know, our generations of today depend on technology and electronics and devices and apparatuses. And we don't really thrive off of true creativity and free thinking because we allow the machines, quite literally, to think for us. So you have the older generation that died off, that could have been mentors, that could have been guardians of some sort. They've died off. So the only thing you have is the memory of what was. And people can say that times were better, but unless you were actually a part of it, you're only taking that from what somebody else tells you. But, hey, man, this is one of these based episodes, man. I owe it to y'all. I've been bullshitting, but I'm going to be on my shit tomorrow. It's actually 1051. It's an hour and three minutes for this segment. The last segment was an hour and 49 minutes. So, you know, the vibes, you know, a three hour um, shindig. Okay. I got to think of something to talk about tomorrow. Um, But yeah, the end things with a shout out to uh, the Doc Rich, by the way, and huge shout out to Jesse Lee Peterson. Um, And also shout out to Moon as well. Um. My final thought about the videos is the moon video dealing with the yacht parties and shit like that doesn't surprise me. We were talking about um, we were talking about the Porter Potty shit, I think, a little bit over a year ago. So just to let y'all know that I've been ahead of the curve 
I've already talked about that previously. And women have already had, we went over a video where a woman was talking about a story where she went to these events and saw what happened. And she was fortunate to be able to leave without having to do anything, allegedly. So we've talked about that before. I think that we need to, as men, if you're, I mean, but this is just my personal opinion. So for me, let me just say not as men, but for me, I won't put a woman in a victimhood position because she simply allowed herself to do what she's done in that mold of where, you know, she wanted to be a part of that industry. She wanted to be a part of that and deal with the parties and get shitted on, pissed on and violated. She's a trish. All right. And she wants the trish treatment. She got the trish treatment. She gets shitted on the dookie Dubai. The Dookie Dubai Porter Potty, okay? The McMahon Mudslide. Let me stop. But it is what it is with that. Um, the MSNBC clip from Doc Rich doesn't surprise me to see these liberals act the way that they're acting. They're already calling Trump a white supremacist. They're already connecting him to Mussolini. They're already connecting him to Adolf Hitler. Um... Fuck it. Like what? What else can I, I? I I can only disagree with them wholeheartedly. I can only say that these liberals are shot the fuck out. I can only say that enough. Um. But yeah, I don't. I don't agree. I think these people are stupid. I think they're delusional. I think they're losing touch with their audience because they're spending too much time trying to put one man like. <clears throat> Trump was the best thing that happened for a lot of these people in mainstream media, believe it or not. These people weren't as popular then, people weren't listening, but now all these mindless zombies are getting their information from these mainstream media platforms and networks. And um, without Trump, they wouldn't have had shit because they wouldn't have nothing to talk about, you know? And <clears throat> if anybody but Trump, they would have flipped on Biden overnight. Y'all do know that, right? They wanted to do that with DeSantis. They were trying to position Ron DeSantis to be that, but he didn't make the cut. He's a jabroni. He's a failure. Stay in Florida. Okay? Respectfully. Shout out to Florida, but stay there. Um, Yeah, stay there. Um, So that, that didn't work. But if it was anybody else, like they even want to, they're trying to position Nikki Haley a little bit like, well, she would be a little bit more suitable, especially as a woman. They'll, they'll try to do whatever they can. <coughs> Here's my thing, though. It's not going to happen. They're bums. Um, Nikki Haley's a bum and she just came out of nowhere. She looks like a washed up soccer mom. Get her up out of here. She can go somewhere. She can leave. I mean, like, where did they get these people from? If we're being honest, right? Outside of the legal issues that are obviously being put up as obstacles against Trump and his run for president. If all those things were to magically disappear, could you imagine how... I mean, because the left are already frightened by Trump. They're frightened by the sound of the name Trump. Like, they're, they are frightened, terrified. But imagine all those things, like, not even mattering, and then you know 
when this nigga gets in, when, when it comes down for people going into the polls, like Trump is going to turn Joe Biden into a mop. Like he's going to wipe the floor with this guy. And hopefully now I'm not, now I'm not going to be overconfident about this. Hopefully by then it's like, all right, good. Just in time, Uncle T back in the office, you know what I mean? No more fuckery, no more bullshit. Like, yeah, business as usual. Yeah, it's, it's about time. Get this old nigga the fuck out of here. It's about time. Oh, this nigga cooning. Nigga, you're pathetic. You're uneducated. Nigga, shut the fuck up. Pussy ass niggas talking like hoes. You a coon. You a coon. You a coon. And you a Sambo, nigga. You a tap dancer. You a shoe shiner. Nigga, eat a dick. Fuck out of here. Eat a fucking dick. All right. <laughs> but yeah, the civil rights uh, situation. I, honestly, this could branch off into numerous social movements. This can break off into um, a lot of ways. Feminism has a lot to do, believe it or not, in civil rights. And um, the gay movement had a lot to do with it. Yo, I, if I wanted to, I could talk an additional hour about that alone. But I ain't doing that. Okay. But yeah, civil rights uh, with the blacks back then, when it was hijacked by the Democrats, it, it turned to shit. If you know your history, if you, if you know your, if you do your homework, you'll know about civil rights before civil rights. I'll just leave it at that. But as I always say, it's the end of another day. It's actually eleven on the dot 11 p.m. So in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crash Out Coliseum. All right. I am signing out. What is wrong with my phone? My phone was tweaking. Anyway, I'm signing out. Peace.